Which way you look on it, girl, I got a thing for you Green bean of the pack, I am the king for you I don't care what them other guys bring to you I got the loving to go fling to you Passionate, let me hard just a sing for you Baby girl, you know me, I cling to you Oh, scar and land and I'll ring for you Because you changed my life, so me into you Top of me dream, girl Good morning to all our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Of course, I gotta say good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. It is Tuesday, September 13th, Turned Up Tuesday. We're playing today's hits and yesterday's favorites. Thank you for joining me for Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. You can find me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, M I Media Moments, on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and also on TikTok. Moments with me media. We're gonna have the headlines coming up right after this. Straight to something, me I like the pumping. I get the lungs in this thing you ask it. Get the assets. You book it delta, you say you dangerous. Oh, why you like to me? I'm gonna go by you do it. I want them as long as you with me. They don't know what all the MG. I'm gonna give you be my dream. we have coming up for you today in international news nigerian oil exports at lowest level in 25 years due to oil theft uganda pays first installment of 325 million dollars war reparations to drc remembering queen elizabeth ii in zimbabwe in news out of north america illinois becomes the first state to pass a purge law that allows criminals to be released without bail and yes i'm bringing it up again today because someone sent me um a link 
for an article and they wanted to express their thoughts in it right because they have a different perspective from the one that we had yesterday so i am definitely revisiting the topic so we can have this alternate perspective all right in business and tech news burger king invests 400 million dollars into its restaurants to upgrade stores and boost overall sales google set to disable booking feature for flights on its website by march 2023 chipotle disables online taco ordering following three dollar burrito hat credit card companies will adopt new sales code for gun transactions democrats lawmakers request federal investigation on airlines use of 54 billion dollars in pandemic funds yes i thought i was the only one what's going on with the money i need to hear about the money yes let's talk about the money apple ios 16 is now available for download and bezos's rocket crashes after liftoff only experiments were aboard thankfully in health and science news vitamin d will not protect you from covid or any respiratory infections and that's according to new studies in sports news las vegas sex worker offers exclusive deal to the las vegas uh raiders players and staff matt daniel era starts with a win yes we're going to talk about it today didn't get to talk about it yesterday the dolphins are feeling pretty good about themselves after toppling the patriots 22-7 in the caribbean corner earthquake shakes near dominica and guadeloupe full speed ahead the prime minister of jamaica cites value in extending high schooling to seven years also out of jamaica taxi uh, and bus operators could protest all week and yesterday we had a very vibrant i was on a rant yesterday as far as this one is concerned it's reminiscent of an old tin crawford lashes goj over quality of the multi-million dollar sign in the grill so we do have some updates with regards to where the funds came from so you know of course i gotta bring it to you our story out of Latin America, Colombia and Venezuela to reopen shared border to cargo transport. In Believe It or Not news, Virginia restaurant slammed for 9-11 themed menu featuring items like Pentagon pie, remember teeny and first responder flatbread. Police believe three children drowned by mother at NYC Beach. In entertainment news, judge orders R. Kelly's prison account with more than $27,000 be emptied. Chelsea Clinton confirms she's no longer friends with Ivanka Trump, says she went to the dark side. Who really cares? New Jack City Live. I did love this movie. Gives a classic fresh set of eyes on stages nationwide. And D.L. Hughley condemns Twitter users for lacking compassion during Queen Elizabeth's death. And celebrities stepped out for Beyonce's roller disco themed 41st birthday extravaganza. Don't ask me about the Emmys my perspective has shifted as far as it relates to the emmys um the amas the grammys all of that right uh yeah and i'll tell you why later on we're gonna be right back with um the details right after another hit we're gonna hear from burner boy it is turned up tuesday
talk, oh. I put my life into my job and I know I'm in trouble She manipulate my love, oh. mm, I know holy and I know that Like the Baba fry, oh. Love him or hate him, right now he is selling out everywhere he touches the stage. I'm happy for him. Yeah. Is it safe to say that Afrobeats has officially taken over? Gonna squeeze in one more song and then right after that we get into details of the new stories starting on the international scene. So don't you dare go anywhere, keep it locked. Now everybody go job breakfast have to say bye bye yo bye bye yo to the love of my life Thank you so much to all the listeners who are tuned in to QMZRadio.com, the Quality Music Zone. Remember, for quality music while you work or play, log on to www.QMZRadio.com. The music will definitely help you get through your day. Gotta say thank you again to the listeners tuned in on JanoRadio.com. J-A-H-K-N-O of you know what? Don't, you gotta go ahead and download that app. If you want a party vibe 24-7, yeah, download that app. <laughs> the app is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. Whatever happened to her, Blue Control.
course, I can't neglect my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. Thank you so much for rocking with me. Appreciate each and every one of you. And it's time for us to get into the details. And we are starting with the international stories. First up, Nigerian oil exports at lowest level in 25 years due to oil theft. And this story comes to us courtesy of Al Jazeera News. Nigeria's crude oil production fell below 1 million barrels per day in August. Figures from its regulator show as the nation grappled with rampant theft from its pipelines. The country's total oil and condensates output dropped to an annual low of 1.18 million BPD in August. This is according to data from the Nigerian Upstream Petroleum Regulatory Commission. That is Nigeria's lowest daily average output since at least 1997. Well, according to the data, right, from OPEC. Its figures show that output never fell below 1.4 million, even amid what were considered at the time to be crippling militant attacks in the Niger Delta during 2009 to 2010 and again in 2016. Industrial-scale oil theft poses an ex... Why am I tongue-tied this morning? Exponential threat to what is typically Africa's largest oil exporter. That's according to a Shell executive. Nigeria slipped behind Angola as Africa's largest exporter in July, according to OPEC figures. Its highest output this year, recorded in January, was 1.68 million, though the country has the capability to export close to 2 million. Hmm. Last month, the head of state oil company NNPC Limited said 7 million BPD were missing from its exports. As thieves stole some oil and companies shut operations in other fields to avoid thieves. Okay, so what can you do about it, Nigeria? Do you have the resources, the human resources, to put um, people to guard the pipelines? Because I'm sorry, I have a hard time swallowing the figures. Sounds a little exorbitant to me, but that just may be me. That you would allow thieves to steal so much? Yeah. Um, I don't know. A little iffy for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at the story, and um, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, James. Morning. Good morning, James. Yeah, you have to remember that they have a a, a first class um, terrorist organization over there. So, is I, I don't think they can stop them that easily. The Boko Haram um, organization, they, they they can't. Yeah, you can't put guards against those guys. So you think they're the ones responsible for it, James? Huh? Do you think the Boko Haram are the ones who are responsible for the theft? Of course, that's how, how, how do you think they get their, their weapons? Yeah. So course. how are they diverting the oil or how, where are they selling the oil? Who they are they selling the oil to? Well, they can sell it on the black market. They can sell it to other countries. Remember, these, these guys are well organized. It's, it's, it's not like, it's not like, you know, like 
the gang or stuff that you have in Jamaica. These guys are, are like an organization. They're well oiled, equipped, you know, are ready to go. So, yeah. Okay. The thing is, though, they have not mentioned anyone as the possible culprits in this extortion or theft, if you want to call it that. Nothing has been mentioned, right? Um, all workers, the union this week voiced its concern, though, over the safety of its members. And they did threaten to strike if the government does not take swift action to curb the oil theft. So it seems as though something can be done. They are of the mindset that something can be done, but nothing is being done, if you know what I mean, right? As though they're being complicit because somebody's or a few people's pockets are being lined. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't want to assume or make any insinuations all i'm saying is i don't know so let's see how the government plans to handle that um because as much wealth as much as there is wealth in nigeria there's also a lot of poverty in nigeria and for that to be stolen means that it minimi it further minimizes what they're able to do for the majority. Okay? And I'll just leave that right there. Our next story, Uganda pays first installment of $325 million war reparations to DRC, also courtesy of Al Jazeera. Uganda has paid $65 million in the first installment of the $325 million it was ordered to pay the neighboring Democratic Republic of the Congo as compensation for losses caused by wars in the 1990s when Ugandan troops occupied Congolese territory. Wow, that's good. The DRC's government's... Um, Spokesman Patrick Muyaya confirmed to Reuters News Agency that the first of the five installments had been received. In a case first brought against Uganda in 1999, DRC asked the International Court of Justice to compel Uganda to pay its $11 billion as reparations for the deaths, looting, and general economic damage caused by Uganda's military occupation of parts of DRC in the 1990s. After lengthy proceedings, the ICJ, United Nations Highest Court, ruled in 2005 that Uganda had violated international law by occupying parts of eastern DRC and supporting other armed groups during a conflict that raged from 1998 to 2003. The court, which deals with disputes between states and whose rulings are final and cannot be appealed, ordered the two parties to negotiate reparations. In 2015, however, the DRC told the court that the talks had stalled. The ICJ uh, judges finally ruled in February this year that Uganda should pay the $325 million in five-year installments of $65 million starting in September this year year the icj broke down the compensation into different categories of damages it assessed 225 million dollars for loss of life and other damage to persons that included rape conscription of child soldiers and the displacement of 
of up to 500,000 people. Ugandan soldiers who had been fighting rebels in DRC for the previous three years crossed back into Uganda on October 15, 2001. The court assessed another $40 million for damage to property and $60 million for damage to natural resources, including the plundering of gold, diamonds, timber, and other goods by Ugandan forces or rebels they supported. So I do have a question. <laughs> so the ICJ, the United Nations highest court, is able to rule that the DRC and Uganda come to an agreement as far as reparations is concerned. Meaning Uganda has to pay the DRC reparations. So why on God's earth the United Nations can't um, <laughs> demand that the monarchy and Britain, not only the monarchy in Britain, but that in Spain, Denmark, Portugal, and wherever else, that they also pay the reparations to the countries that were colonized. I don't get it. If they can have one African country pay another African country, why can't they insist that all these other countries pay the reparations? What, what's up with that? So the United Nations then, I remember asking yesterday, what is their purpose and how effective are they? I remember asking that yesterday. Well, it seems as though they have some amount of clout and they're able to have certain things resolved, but only for some, but not for others. Is that what I'm supposed to think right now? Interesting. The court, the International Court of Justice, is seeing to it that Uganda pays $325 million over five years to DRC for war reparations. And what happened during the war? There was destruction of property. Sorry. There was rape, the conscription of child soldiers, the displacement of up to 500,000 people, the plundering of gold, diamond, timber, and other goods. Kind of sounds like what the colonizers did to me. Didn't they put children in slavery? Children became their property. Children were ripped from their mothers and sent to other plantations or other countries. Families were torn apart. People were displaced. Sounds like that to me. There was a conscription of child labor by putting children out in the fields to work. Hmm, sounds like <laughs> sounds like that could qualify to me. Women were raped by slave masters and plantation owners and slave owners. Sounds about right to me. So why can't the monarchies throughout the world be held responsible for their hand in colonization and the terrible atrocities that took place? What's going on here? United Nations. 
Is it that you're paid not to pursue certain quote-unquote situations? I don't know. I don't know if anyone wants to share their thoughts on that, but I find this a little weird. Just a little weird. Yeah, I, I think I think their their excuse would be that um, they did not exist when those other um, you know stuff was taking place. Mm. So like um, because that 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 was even though I even though I'm sure that well there have been other um, like. I guess Israel, like Israel have, have um, done some stuff to, you know, that they could pay for. So, I don't know, maybe, yeah, maybe maybe it's favoritism, maybe it's just like, you know, they have power for the black countries, but, you know, like Russia, let's let's see, is Russia going to be held responsible or Russia going to have to pay back some, some money? We'll see. Mm-hmm. So the United Nations was started in um, 1945, October 24. Yeah. So what about things that happened since? What about things that happened since? <laughs> I'm just asking. Inquiring minds want to know. Moments, your mic is muted. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Thank you so much, Rosolo. Thank you. Because I'm here talking radio, hearing me, but Clubhouse wasn't hearing me. Yeah. So, <laughs> my, um, what about the things that happened since 1945? You're telling me nothing else happened? Except, you know what? I, I, I remembering Queen Elizabeth II in, Zimbab in Zimbabwe. Hmm. In 1991, Queen Elizabeth II visited Zimbabwe for the meeting of the heads of government in the Commonwealth, a community of former British colonies. A photograph taken during the trip shows the host leader, Robert Mugabe, then president of Zimbabwe, a poster child of post-colonial leadership in Africa at the time, smiling with the Queen. In a way, Mugabe's excitement represented the national mood, the fervent interest, obsession, and fascination that Zimbabweans had with British royalty. For many Zimbabweans then, the United Kingdom's longest-serving monarch who died on Thursday was a celebrity as much as she was a diplomat. In a country where Queen Elizabeth's name had long been immortalized, it was not difficult to imagine why. In the heart of the capital, Harare, the prestigious Queen Elizabeth High School is a constant reminder of the sway of monarch land in the South African country. A kilometer away from the school, a big hotel is named after her. To the west, another is aptly called the Queen's Courtyard. Beyond just buildings and schools, countless girls have been christened after her in the country, undoubtedly a show of admiration and respect. Her visit, the first since Zimbabwe's independence from Britain in 1980, epitomized the cordial diplomatic relations between the crown and its former colony. That relation between Mugabe and the British government would sour so dramatically was not seen coming and anyone suggesting it would have been dismissed contemptuously and rightly so. 
At the turn of the millennium, Mugabe wanted the Constitution amended to allow, among other things, the seizure of white farms without compensation and redistribution to landless black people. That, however, was rejected in a referendum. Mugabe felt the British had reneged on their pledge to finance the country's land purchase deal under the Lancaster House Agreement, a ceasefire settlement between nationalist rebel leaders who fought in the War of Independence in the 1970s and Ian Smith, the then Prime Minister of Rhodesia, who declared independence from Britain. We do not accept that Britain has a special responsibility to meet the cost of land purchase in Zimbabwe. That's according to Claire Short, the UK's then International Development Secretary, as written in a letter to Mugabe's government. Under the Lancaster House Agreement, land redistribution would be on a willing buyer and willing seller basis and would be financed by the British government. Attempts to engage further with the UK government on the land issue came to a head when gay rights activist Peter Tatchell ambushed Mugabe's limousine in 1999 and tried to perform a citizen's arrest when he visited London for talks with then Foreign Office Minister Peter Hayne. The following year, Mugabe broke ranks with the British and sanctioned the invasion of white commercial farmers by veterans of the liberation struggle, who often killed and wounded farmers in the process and replaced them with landless black people. Banks, holding billions of dollars worth of bonds as security for loans to commercial white farmers, were liquidated after the attacks. Yes, sir. So I know that article was a little lengthy, but it's interesting. And I applaud, I totally applaud the people of Zimbabwe. But why should they have to buy back what was stolen from them? Why should one have to buy back what was stolen from them? It would be like you breaking into my house, stealing my TV, and then selling it back to me. Does that make sense? Makes no sense. Does the world make sense these days? Good morning, everyone. I know. Good morning, Javette. Think of it, though. I break into your house. I steal your furniture. Clean you out. And then I let you know I have it. So there's no shame in my game. I let you know I have your things, but if you want it back, you got to buy it from me. Does the article say how many people were able to buy back their land? Unfortunately, no. So I applaud the Mugabe-led regime at that point for taking the land and giving it to the landless people. There's crown land throughout the Caribbean. What are we going to do about the crown land? Now, let us say Jamaica becomes a republic. What happens to the crown land at that point? Will they have to buy it back from the monarchy? 
Or will the monarchy just say, you know what? We stole it. You can have it. <laughs> Did, didn't Fabian have this conversation with the um, the um, the chief? I don't know. I don't remember. That's the um, thing. I don't remember. It was just last week. Yeah, or was it the week before? Yeah, yeah. La- last the week, Maroon, Saturday. Yeah. The Maroon chief. Yes, yes, yes. What, what do you remember what his response was? I remember they were saying that they were in courts to make sure that they don't lose their land because of uh, these different things. That that that's the protected lands. However, now there is crowned land, crown land that is just there. Um what happens to that land that is not occupied by anyone? right not occupied by any indigenous nothing what th- that's what i want to know i want the maroons to be protected yes they should not lose their land but my concern is what is going to happen to the land that's there you know and you're just looking at it i think most of the and i think i said this yesterday most of uh, these commonwealths, our 15 commonwealths, mm-hmm. are going to have um, many of these questions in the next couple of weeks or months. Yeah. Good mo- I, uh, thank you, Javid. O'Neill, did you open your uh, mic? I think you were going to say something, yes or no? No, 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 just listening in. Okay, all right. Yeah. I'm gr- deeply interested. I will say this, though. (laughs) The crown land that I look at when I'm home, I want it given back to the government of Jamaica. I just don't want to see any construction on it. Am I selfish? Because it's such a beautiful view, right? Um, Really beautiful. You know, when you see the cows out there grazing. and Yeah, I just hope. If they get it back, they don't turn it into a concrete jungle because we do need some green space. We can't turn everything into um, structures, right? Which lands is? In St. Anne. Uh, it's crown land? Yep. I mean, government owned, what? It's- I mean, because I know the term crown land is used for a lot of the government owned lands, which is technically still connected back to the whole commonwealth scenario. Mm-hmm. But how 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 how's a land how's a how's land determined crown land um versus um local government lands versus so no residential property, your your own land, so independent citizens own land. But how is it really defined, do you know? So I'm doing my research as you're asking the question. <laughs> okay, so let me see what what I'm getting here. Crown land in Jamaica. Okay, so the Crown Property Act empowers the commissioner of lands to acquire, hold, and dispose of land and other property of whatever kind. However, this power cannot be exercised without general or special authority in writing from the minister. Dot, dot, dot. Okay, I need the rest of that. Uh, hold on one second. I'm pulling up some more stuff here. So, 
The House of Representatives on Tuesday, September 24, and I guess this is article, what's the date? This is an article from 2013, um, passed amendments to the Crown Property Vesting Act, Minister of Water, Land and Environment, blase, 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 ensure that government-owned lands are disposed of fairly transparently and equitably in order to widen base of land ownership in Jamaica. This is not the Crown that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Crown, because the, there's land in Jamaica that's owned by the monarchy that you can't touch you can't do anything with it um and it so happens that it's a part of our view right where we live um sprawling beautiful not gonna lie really beautiful um it was managed by a family from up in alexandria they managed the property they overstay i think the family's still in charge of it they're in charge they're overseeing it they can't do anything with it just um see to it that there's no trespassing um people go on it to do bird hunting when it's bird hunting season but you of course you have to get permission to go on it um but that's an interesting question but now you have me wanting to dig some more um because um <laughs> I'm thinking that the Crown land would have direct, the Governor General Office would have had oversight, at least, mm -hmm. to be the King's representative on the island. Um, I mean, there are properties on the on the island that are that are estates that potentially belong to slave owners. Um, some of them maybe was transferred to other family members. So, quote unquote. The, the particular family from Bogwak, St. Catherine, that owns the juice business. Um, a lot of their lands that they have are was former slave estates or crown lands. Mm -hmm. um, they have a lot of land that was planted in citrus, etc. That was granted to them through uh, some citrus growing thing. They were the, they were the largest citrus growing farmers on the island oranges grapefruits etc right so they have they have acres and acres and acres of land so even where the highway north south highway is built mm -hmm. to go to ochi mm -hmm. the when they that road went through their land yep and they have been paid money every year that's what i was about to ask you all right the go use ahead of the <laughs> Because the government had it. So when the, go the government commandeer, so like St. Thomas, they, uh -huh. they, they have, there's a, a law that allows you to commandeer land and take it away from people uh -huh. for national development, whatever they call, they call it. To do this to poor people, but to the wealthy people, they, they cut a deal and they're paying them money for the road that runs to their land. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. And these are lands that they inherited, mm -hmm. quote-unquote, mm -hmm. from them slave. Because all of those monies, those are those old money, those Jamaican white families, go straight directly back to Britain. Yep. <laughs> I, I land right there. <laughs> so the land, let me see if I can put up a picture of it. I... Um... I'm going to see if I can put up a find a picture of it to put up in my PTR to show you just a small portion. 
of what the land looks like um it is oh i know that i know that for a fact that piece of property is owned by the monarchy um hence <laughs> yeah i was about to ask you o'neill the people that own the citrus <laughs> they don't really own that land do they Huh. So um, that's what I'm saying. It's a, a lease. Those, right. No, so a lot of the land that they have, mm -hmm. some of it is quote-unquote crown lands that they are given use. But the, 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 if it's a lease, it's like 100 years, 200 years, whatever. It's, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, life, it's like lifetime use <laughs> because it is some lease that gives them, and because they're white, so the the whatever they did they got those lands and under the pretext of i know such i know the citrus industry but at one point all the monies that used to come into the country for you know when the diseases took citrus all of those unesco monies millions of dollars mm -hmm. all of that went into their pockets because they were literally like the the adam they they had if they don't still have a monopoly on citrus growing Hmm. Um, so these are lands that have rivers and you, you know Bagua land. Prime, so prime the, land, yeah. yeah. Prime lands, yeah. Mm -hmm. flatlands, farmlands, um, you know, rivers. And uh, now they do racing because they turn the the dirt roads in between the, the, the where they go to the, the citrus into racing car and they do rallies and all sorts of stuff over there. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, they're having a field day. <laughs> they have a field day. I can tell you that much. Yeah. 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 Interesting. I know I have a photo here. I'm. I'm gonna find it. But yeah. Um. So my question again is: Will that land be returned to the government of Jamaica once we become a republic, or will the government of Jamaica have to purchase that land from the monarchy? Or will they allow the monarchy to continue to own the land, but will they then turn around and charge the monarchy taxes? So, <laughs> so I, think, I think Cuba would be a very good example um, of what happens when you decide to take over. And this is one of the reasons why Cuba has been chastised so heavily and continue to be embargoed. It's not just because Fidel Castro took over the country. It's not because of communism, quote-unquote. It's because when he took the he nationalized everything. So mm -hmm. all the Americans, English, um, Spanish, all of these different people that had crown lands and um, all of these stuff on the island, everything was nationalized. Um, and that's the big that's the big issue. So I think if Jamaica become a republic, because I don't think Barbados, even though they don't have much land like us, but I don't. I, I think they still have. They may have allowed, I believe, because when you when you when you become a republic, you know, apart from being ratified by the people voting, mm -hmm. you have to go now to the same British Commonwealth, and you negotiate your way out 
of being a part of the, the Commonwealth, and they'll have conversation about what they want to keep. It's a negotiation, you know, just like the so-called independence um, that we got, where Norman Manley and Alexander Bustamante went to England and took a constitution that was written and given to them. If you want to be independent, you have to use this constitution, and the constitution still has the governor general and still have you know, we, we never necessarily took our destiny in our, in our own hands. We literally, um, with a house slave mentality, says, okay, Massa, I'll take <laughs> this deal <laughs> in quote-unquote what is called freedom. I think all of those lands, though, um, I becoming a republic, I don't see especially the present government, well, well, all the governments, because P.J. Patti was a part of the, I do get to realize that he was a part of the Privy Council when he was Prime Minister. But I don't see them turning their back on their precious monarch that they're mourning right now in Jamaica mm -hmm. that has robbed and raped us for generations. Yeah. But we're still mourning the death of Massa because Massa was good to us. <laughs> Massa was so good to us. Oh, don't run off the plantation. How are we going to eat and live? Oh, Massa Martha beats us because he loves us. So let us continue to be beaten by Massa. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Neil. <laughs> yes. Tell us how yeah, you really so feel. Yeah, so what I think the land is already the the, the land is already uh, land already belong to the to, to the crown. So you know, if you just take it away from them, that's that's wage of war. You just leave it. You know, they they already own it, so they're gonna continue own it. What I think they could do now as a republic is collect taxes on those land. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That that that's where I think you know it would be more Dre taxes. You said war. <laughs> well, I mean, remember, remember the whole Cuba thing. Yeah, yeah well, it was Cuba, a way to have war. You take people land. I mean, it's no, but Cuba really, was but... a totally. When I say Cuba was a totally, I mean Fidel Castro and Che were rebels. Yeah, they... no, I understand that. Yeah. Right. What I'm saying is, I don't think. I, I, and I ask the word war because no, when I, say I do war, believe, though, I mean, no, there's going to be I'll a say, war, you know, not a physical is, war. I yeah, but I yeah, do but but it's like when you take a land, it's like that's a wage of war. Like you take land, it's our right. land, even though you're a republic, we already own this. You can call it tax on it, but to just take it, like yo, no, and I disagree with you on the basis. You that, disagree? Okay. Yes, I'm explaining. Um, we're going to be chastised. We're going to be outcast. We're going to be penalized. In the same way, Robert Mugabe was penalized for giving the land back to black people. However, I don't believe in wage of war because it wasn't your land in the first place. So, so Neela, I agree with you. Everything you just said, that's what I mean, a wage of war. You're going to be chastised. You're going to be penalized. They, they're going to try ways to mess with you, not war, but like why, physically why, going. Hold, hold, so hold, I agree hold, with what you're saying. Hold Sorry. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, go ahead, O'Neill, and finish, and then... Um... No, I was just saying, what, why I take... why I, I picked up on the word war, because I also do believe, and I would not put it past the British government in collusion with America or some other country or Canada to bomb, bomb us. Look what they do to Haiti. The Americans went in there to collect money for the French. So I don't, it's not impossible. 
that they would actually have physical war with us over the lands that they think is theirs. That's all I wanted to say. I yield. All right. Thank you. Man, I agree with you 100%. Uh -huh. yeah, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Like, if you just go in and just uh, take the land um, from them, it, it's like you're going to be penalized. They're going to find to, to penalize us and, you know, blackball us around the world and and stuff like that make things harder for us you know that's what i mean by by saying that so yeah i agree 100 yeah the documents i i should let you know o'neill the documents for the land that um, i put it in my ptr that's just a small part of it that you're seeing it stems from where i live it actually comes almost right up in our yard um stems from where i live and it goes all the way back to Cardiff Fall in Runaway Bay. And more uh, all the specs come and don't jump over capture it. It's the, the title for it is in the Bank of Scotland. <laughs> I am I am going to Alison one hundred 100 strong Cameron. Let's get a group of people. <laughs> and with us, all of us um, invade the property. But we will be very strategic, you know, extremely strategic. You know, them building systems or build houses in a one day and two days. By the time them reach, we have about 50 houses built for the land. <laughs> as long as I'm not looking at no houses, I don't want to look out and see no house. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be lost temporary after we get really acclaimed then you know oh my gosh but i'm happy to know that that exists because it means there's land for us to go and take yep yep yeah. mm -hmm. there is land there so let's see what happens let us see how this will be treated so our story out of north america um we're revisiting this discussion that we had yesterday thanks to dre uh, Dre sent me something in uh, IG, right, to the DM in IG, and I pulled it up, and I told him I'd be happy to have us revisit it, right, because he has a different perspective. So it's about the whole Illinois criminal justice um, situation, which we spoke about with them doing the purge, right? Um, he did ask if we could bring it back because he wasn't able to hear the conversation or the article from the beginning, and he did some research on his own and he wanted to share his opinion. So just to remind us of uh, what it was. Hold on one second. Let me bring this back up here. Bear with me one moment. Oh, okay. So Illinois becomes the first state to pass a purge law that allows criminals to be released without bail. Illinois is making history by being the first state to test out the purge in real life. On January 1, 2023, the Safety Act in Illinois will be active. The Safety Act stands for Safety, Accountability, Fairness, and Equity Today, and will allow its residents to commit crimes freely. Governor Pritzker says the law marks a substantial step toward dismantling the systemic racism that plagues our communities, our state, our nation, and brings us closer to true safety, true fairness, and true justice. 
The counter signal reported that the law would end cash bail for 12 non-detainable offenses. This includes second-degree murder, aggravated battery, arson, drug-induced homicide, kidnapping, burglary, robbery, intimidation, aggravated DUI, aggravated fleeing and eluding, drug offenses, and threatening a public official. The Safety Act states that defendants of these crimes are presumed eligible for pretrial release. This is only possible if prosecutors do not present clear and convincing evidence showing the suspect poses a threat to a specific person. The law will require prosecutors to request detention for the defendant. This also means the state of Illinois will hold a trial within 48 hours to determine if the suspect should be released. Investigators believe that is not enough time to compile evidence from surveillance and body cameras, crime labs, and forensic analysis. The new law also gives criminals three phone calls within three hours of arriving at any detention center. There will not be any restrictions on phone calls, so criminals will be able to intimidate or tamper with witnesses. Right? So that's the article that we discussed in depth yesterday. Dre, you're up. Yes. All right, Barso. Um, but um, with that article, right? Where did what's the source of that article? This. Hold on. Let me go back. So Can you hear me? yeah, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. It was retrieved from. So baller alert. They're their journalist. Okay, where is it? Here, let me go back uh, here. Their journalist sourced it from another okay, okay. source. So, yeah. So they sourced All right, it. So from... that article is very, very. It came. Okay, hold on. Um, it yeah, came out it's... of Illinois. The article uh -huh. was retrieved from one of the media outlets in Illinois, courtesy of Baller Alert. Okay, so that article after I I read upon the safety act and what is included in it. That article is like a scare tactic article. It's very uh, misleading. I, I, I saw uh, the post on Baller Alert also. Uh -huh. um, when I look at uh, what the the act entails, it does more for my... You're breaking up. ...than anything else because the act address... Yeah, I do have a red bar. Okay, hold the on one address, second. Uh, hold on. Don't say anything else. Hold on one second. I'm going to pin what you sent to me at the top of the page um, so that anybody who wants to take a look at it can do so. Bear with me one second. Uh, more copy. Um, I will say, though, I noticed one thing, Dre. I hope you don't have the red bar anymore. I noticed one thing, that this article that you sent to me was dated back in 2021. So I'm not sure if what's going on today is a follow-up to what happened back in 2021. But I pinned the article at the top of the page for anyone who'd like to take a look at it. Go right ahead, Dre. Thank you. They actually put this in, um, in 2021. So so uh, it's just going to go into effect now. So it's the same 
thing. So okay. what I was saying that it 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 address, it addressed a lot of issue like community and etc. Uh, when it comes to cash bail, uh, you know I don't feel it's a, I don't feel it's a part. I don't feel it's a bad thing because all those crimes that they listed, right? Mm-hmm. As long as the judge think you're not a threat and think that you, you deserve to get bail and you have your money and pay, you're going to be on the street anyway. Mm-hmm. So what that does is people from low-income communities who can't afford bail would be able to get out and have the same and get the same treatment just like the people who have money. You know, there's a lot of times people go going to jail for misdemeanors. Sometimes they're innocent and they just don't have the money to 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 post bail and they get lost. Um, example, I think the guy named Khalif, I don't remember his last name from New York, who went into jail and he committed suicide enough for to post bail. Like they're trying to eliminate those stuff. So it's in all these crimes and stuff like that is a scare tactic scare tactics to me because as long as you have your money you would have been on the street anyway you know um so i just think that when you really look at the law itself the bill itself Mm -hmm. it addresses a whole lot of issue that will put us in a better position with fear policing and, and, and more fairness in the criminal justice system altogether so I agree with what they're doing. Now, if there's things in there that people like find a little sketchy, you know, those things can be tweaked and stuff like that. But overall, it's a good act in 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 my opinion. And if everybody could just go and read read what the act entails, is actually not a bad thing. Um, the Republicans they're gonna use this. They're gonna twist it and say, oh, they're gonna leave, let out four hundred people. Yes, they're letting out four hundred people that couldn't afford bail. Mm-hmm. But there's 800 more people already on the street that commit the same crime that post bail and they will have their day in court. Like three phone calls, nothing is wrong with that. You have phone calls to call who who you need to call to get help to get out of jail. Like all those things to me is just like what they're doing. They're just, they're just trying to paint the bill as a bad bill. And I think this bill is in our favor as um minorities okay. that's just my take okay so can i jump in here yes javette go right ahead so neil i understand your point with what you're saying but let's think about the percentages the percentages of us who really commit the crimes and could not afford to pay bail at least they're stuck in jail for a minute Yes, there are going to be percentages of people that really didn't commit the crime. And I know the story that you're talking about with that young boy in New York. But just just really think about the percentages of us minorities who really commit the crime. We really don't have money for bail. So you're putting those people back on the street. And I really do think that they'll keep committing the crime. Yeah. So I just want to leave that there. There are valid concerns on so in, both sides. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dre. Go ahead. So in response, Dre itself is injustice because what about the 
Yeah, you hear me? Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, overall, okay. the kind of mentality is just what caused this injustice anyway, because there's still hundreds of people that commit the crime and afford the bail, and they're on the road. So whether the person commit the crime, yes or no, no matter what color of their skin and if they have money, everybody's supposed to way and handled the same way. That's so, so let me ask you a question, Dre. Here's what I'm hearing, and you can let me know if I'm wrong. From your perspective, this is what I'm hearing. It is leveling the playing field in the sense that different races can't be applied different bail amounts for the same crime. There is no longer going to be inequity or inequality when you're in front of the judge because that has been stripped away and we know that judges can determine who to slap a higher bail on even though the offense may be the same all right so we're leveling the playing field is what i'm hearing you say the other thing i'm hearing you say is that it's no the people who commit the crime who can't afford the bail will have the opportunity to be free just like the person who committed the crime but had the money to pay the bail and was set free until trial date. So again, there is equality. So it strips away the systemic racism that is in the court system. Am, am I right? Am I on the right path to what you're saying so far? That's exactly what the, that's exactly what the bill is doing. Okay. And you're right, correct. Okay. All right. Hmm. Something I'm still going to have to think about because I don't know if I'm 100% comfortable um, because I remember yesterday I said my one of my concerns is, and I, I think it was brought up too, retribution. I am wrongfully detained. I'm innocent. I am wrongfully detained. I get out there, the fa a family member or friend of a victim may turn around and kill me because they automatically think I'm guilty without me having the opportunity to have a fair trial to prove my innocence, right? Also, there is the other end where I am incarcerated or I'm detained and I am set free and I'm so angry that I was wrongfully picked up wrongfully accused and now i am going to go out there and seek vengeance so that's that concern is also there for me i don't know how do we deal with that part of the the coin uh, i'll say this right yeah listen, listen at the end of the day the one thing there's you have to there's a reason why there's, it's a scale that determines justice. And with that said, we have to become um, stewards of freedom mm -hmm. first. Um, because as human beings, we all can err, right? Right. Um, I don't believe that um, justice is a jail cell and 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 and, and all the fears we have about 
what can possibly happen is 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 what we used to justify holding somebody in a cell innocent or guilty until proven and um there, there's no i don't think there's any safe way to justify that at all so i think from what i'm listening to about the bill mm-hmm. it's leveling the player field the playing field if somebody's if somebody's stupid enough well based on the current system that exists if i'm wrongfully accused because i've always said this even in jamaica <laughs> i always tell I've, I've had policemen stop me before i'm say, listen you don't want me to turn a criminal if you spend one night in jail it will change my thought process, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. how I view life and how I act going forward. But at the end of the day, I think you have to level in the play field. And you made some very good points about the judge determining who gets bail and what price point. You have to strip all of that away. We are already a minority and we will remain a minority. However, we can't take on the battles of, you know, if the white guy did commit the crime or the black guy or the poor guy or the rich guy, we just have to just take on a battle of everybody having the same fair opportunity to express themselves, to exonerate themselves, um, and to have freedom. And I think that once we get to that baseline, we'll stop questioning everything else because crime will never stop. None of the things that happen on earth I don't know if you can stop until whatever time comes for that salvation. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll end right there. All right, good points. All right, Dre, I got to say thank you for having us revisit because, um, yes, a lot of times we need to allow things, allow ourselves to digest information and, you know, process it. So I, I want to say thank you for having us revisit the article. Thank you. Um, if you, uh, if every- a, a lot of times when you said, sorry about that. Go no, ahead. no, no, no. You go ahead because what I'm going to say, I'm going to do my closing statement and then move on. So you go right ahead. Right. So what I'm saying is a lot of the times when you um, and, 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 and stuff like that, they do that clickbait thing just to, to stay relevant. So, you know, sometimes we just have to go straight to the ACC or the bill itself and see what it entails because if they're not getting people liking and commenting and all of that stuff, their blog is pretty much dead. So, you know, um, so that's why when, when, when I read it up and I was like, yo, these articles are, are just hidden, you know, it, it, I, I think it just it's, it protects us more and the way they're selling the story is just crazy. So, so, yeah, that's all I have to say. All right. Valid points. Thank you so much, Dre. Appreciate it. Um, so if you have not had the chance to um, read the bill uh, or the article that's listed at the top, that's pinned at the top of the page, please go ahead, click on it, save it so you can go back to it later. All right. It is time for us to take another quick music break. Here is Carlos Vives and Shakira La Bicicleta.
tu manera es complicado en una bici que te llega a todos lados un vallenato desesperado una cartica que yo guardo donde te escribí que te sueñe que te quiero tanto que ese rato está mi corazón latiendo por ti latiendo por ti la que yo guardo donde te escribí que te sueñe que te quiero tanto que ese rato está mi corazón latiendo por ti gotta say thank you to everyone logged on to the quality music zone QMZRadio.com and everyone logged on to JanoRadio.com. And of course, I would be remiss if I didn't thank everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. You're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. Keep it locked. Later on on JohnOrado.com, 3 o'clock, Strictly Foundation with DJ Trouble. At 7 p.m., it's The Rose Solo Show. Also, we'll be streaming live on JohnOrado.com, QMZRadio.com, FutureFM.net, FutureFM 98.9 in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and uh, Westchester, and also on ViscosityBlend.com. Then at 9 p.m. Eastern on JohnOrita.com, it's Vibes Thursday with DJ Rookie. No, 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 no. It is Turned Up Tuesday right here on Coffee & Toe. We're playing today's hits and yesterday's favorites. She was that girl that make me do the hula hoop around the gym Just to get a pick again, she's a chin Never thought that she would come and work for the president Just to join Washington Where my money at? She's born. Coming up right after this, we have Because Business and Tech News Bad day, sunny day, rainy day All you wanna know is Where my money at? Close leg, don't get fit Go out there and make my bread All you wanna know is Where my money at? She ended up in a roll call Bruised up, scarred heart Every day struggling All the beautiful women's getting money 
Time for business and tech news. Let me say this. I do not judge any stripper. God knows what he was doing when he did not give me that body. Because Lord knows I'd be up in them clubs. Yeah, I'd be killing it. Mm-hmm. I know I'd be making at least 25000 a week. And I said dancing not sleeping with anybody yeah in my mind though in my mind yeah if i had my life to live over yeah i don't care how you want to judge me (laughs) i do not care these girls got some skill have you ever watched these girls the upper body strength of these girls especially when they can get to the top of the pole Oh, Lord, in my dreams. One day, one day. Maybe we need to add that to this Olympics sport. I feel so, too. As you said, Achino O'Neill, I believe there are a lot of Jamaicans who can do gymnastics because they're already doing it in the dance. They're jumping out of trees, jumping off of fences, doing splits, tumbles, and all of that. Why don't we have a proper gymnastics team? I'm not talking about those who pay the heap of money every month to go to the, um, you know, extracurricular activities. I'm talking about those who live in the low-income communities that them bad, them bad. When you watch them, them bad. Why don't we recruit them and put them on a path and give them opportunities to represent the country, make a name for themselves, get contracts, that sort of thing. Why aren't we doing that? There you go, Anil. Embark on that one. Too much poor people are gonna listen. What 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 we don't realize, you know, is that anything that elevates people out of poverty in Jamaica mm-hmm. is lip serviced, but never ever supported. Mm. 
Because, trust me. So who are we waiting on to support it, um, O'Neill? No, so support support comes from different ways. Mm -hmm. So it it really takes structure, um, systems, policy. So government support don't always mean giving people a ton of money. It means putting structure in place and creating the opportunity for the, the sector to grow. Right. So what they do is they stifle the sector. So for example... Um, when they come out recently and said they're going to start um, the noise abatement act, the police said they're going to start um, enforcing or become more rigid in enforcing it. What's right the name away, of the act? Say it again, O'Neill. What's the name of that act? Sorry. Noise abatement. Okay, that's where they're going to unlock off the dance then. Right. Okay, cool. So right away, you are, you are closing a gap. So instead of saying, let us create zones where events can happen, where the noise won't affect people who have to get up and work and go to a nine-to-five, they don't do that, and they'll never do that. So they're not looking at how can we allow the sector to thrive while creating law and order in certain sectors, geographically zoned. Mm -hmm. All they do is just say, hey, guess what? We don't really care about you, you know. We know say because the amount of, if you realistically look at, you talk about gymnastic. If you realistically look at entertainment, you look at the amount of choreographers, the amount of singers, writers, engineers. Mm-hmm. Right now, I mean, I was in, I went to a party a couple months ago in in New York, and I saw some guys that I met when I was at TVMTV who were just some of the kids dancing on a TV show who are now here. And the, the opportunity to come here came through getting a work permit visa, traveling with an artist, and they have branched out and built a life for themselves. We are not creating those opportunities. Mm-hmm. We dumb down those stuff. You know, the Prime Minister go up on TV and say, wop, 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 does it represent our country? <laughs> Listen, it's talk. It's all talk. Because what are you doing to help create, ensuring that these channels um, are, or, or there's any regulations that help to guide people to do the right thing along these channels. You're not doing nothing. Right. So we will never see those eras whenever a white Jamaican find a way to make money from these exploits. Mm-hmm. That's the only time we will see these things become regulated because um, the money is going to go into the right pockets in there, based on how them structure them thing. Right. Until then, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I yield. Such a shame because that would come under the sports ministry, no? If you um, take these young ladies and you hone their skills and you get them to be more professional, give them, invest in them, just as you invest in athletics. I think it's something that they should definitely look into. My opinion, for what it's worth. The, the Latin, the Latin countries did it, you know. Venezuela, Dominican Republic. I mean, if we look at it very carefully, that's why the cosmetic industry grew. They recognize something among their people. If you look at those cosmetic industries in those countries 
were specifically designed, and the government says see it as an opportunity, and they say, okay, this is what the people want to do. Let me, let me create an avenue. Let me regulate it. But we are not going to do that. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yield the floor. Yeah. Call. Dre, you using an iPhone or an Android? Yeah, as, as Jamaicans, you know, I think we have too much morals, so we're definitely not going to do. Too much morals? What? Hold on. Dre, we can't get to the, the full context of what you're saying because I think you're using a Droid no, phone. You're on mic. Okay, you see, Clubhouse kicked me out a while ago, right? So I had to come back in. Didn't realize I was on mute. Thank you, Javette. Uh, Dre, where are you? Because it sounds as though you're on an Android. Uh, what's up? <laughs> what's what going on with my internet today? Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> iPhone. Uh, it's been... I'm sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. I'm sorry. On the internet. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on, but yeah, we keep losing you. But um, I hope you're able to express your thoughts because I want to understand fully what you're trying to um, say to us. But I think it's something that should be looked into. Should we sit and wait? No. Now, as it relates to that act, um, O'Neill, you know, I'll tell you something. Back in the 90s, I used to go to a lot of I don't know if you ever went to any of those um, all-inclusives that would be held like up in Boone Hall Estates, up in the hills where nobody <laughs> disturbs you. And when I grew up in those areas. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So went to quite a few of those. Rain or shine, it's rum. Rain or fall and people are part the same way. You don't care about nothing. Yeah, did quite a few of those. And we looked for places like those to go to where nobody bothers you. You don't have to worry about police coming to lock off your sound or anything like that. So my question is, would people who own properties like those be willing to open up and allow the dance hall sector to host events at those properties? I, I'll say this to you. So there is the word corruption. So those enclaves don't exist anymore okay. in Jamaica. Oh, really? They took them all out? No, meaning if you decide to keep an event uh -huh. up in Boonhall or some remote area, uh -huh. and as long as it's paid tickets and patrons are going, uh -huh. the police are going to turn up, oh, and Lord. he's going to lock it down because he has a law that allows him to lock it down. Not because you're really making any noise or anybody call and complain. It's it's the, the, the it's abuse and it's you become a feeding tree because here we can find somebody who we can go and get some money off because legally you're supposed you have to get a permit to keep any right. event. That's one. The right. permit is the permit is dependent from police station to police station and the and the and the opinion or how a police station or a police officer in charge view whether or not he wants to grant that permit. There's no standard. There's no balance, fair standard. Um, the other thing, too, is recognizing that most of the people that, grassroots people are talking about that are keeping these little dances in inner city communities or around Kingston, they, quote, unquote, don't afford. Some of these, I, I, got, a, I got a shock in reality a couple of years ago. I had a friend who used to teach at Denantown Primary School. 
when he told me one day that there are kids that live in these inner city communities that has never seen grass. Huh? They have never seen grass. Not like said that. real long grass. Not said that. Yes. No, I'm serious. It was a shocking reality. He said if you he said he took these kids on a field trip to Hope Gardens one day and the children are touching the grass as if it's the first thing they're discovering something. The concrete jungle waking up to to, to asphalt and concrete and the only dirt you see is brown dirt because no grass can grow on it mm-hmm. um, and switch is a reality and some of these people um, even if you keep an event another reality I have a friend that lives down Maxfield side and he tell me that there are people in that community that have never been to halfway tree huh? never been to halfway tree square Okay. Maxwell Avenue, half a tree square. So the point I'm making is that most of these people stay in their enclaves and this is how they entertain themselves. This is how they stay out of trouble too. Because when dance I keep, it is proven that less looting, robbing, raping, all of those stuff happens in a lot of those instances. Because right. some of the same men end up with drink some liquor, the bad boom and the, 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 the unhealthy rum, and them end up go sleep, or they engage in other activities, extracurricular activities. Um, how much of these people afford to even get out of the like? So what we talk about the boon hall, think about it. <laughs> it's really who lives in Stonehill and Norbrook and certain and Havendale and certain environments even attend these events, who right. can afford to drive to these locations. You know, dance hall is made up in terms of the mass support, the grassroots support, there's most people that don't even afford a car. Some of them don't even afford bus fares. You know, so if we look at the stark reality, and that's what I'm saying, if the government create culture is critical to the growth of a civilization. What we have not done in Jamaica, we have not, we have, not, we, we have lip service culture, but we have never put anything behind building it. And building it don't mean talking about the, um, the one and two artists of Boss and Beanie and Bounty who right. fight them with poverty and been raped by, robbed and raped by, by producers and all different kind of people. Can we hear the conversations yeah. of who yeah. them get robbed? That's all our government glorify. We have not built amphitheaters. We have not built... Um, zones and small enclaves where people can go and express themselves, where people can develop their skills, and which we're naturally born with. So, Jamaicans are some of the most talented they are. people on earth. So let me ask you a question, O'Neill. Who, who is in charge of that sector? Is it Babsy Grange? <laughs> Babsy Grange? Okay. Um, no, but remember... And, and I like to look at things across political lines. Yeah, I want to talk about have, now. Who right. is so now it now? Okay, so it's now Babsy it's Grange now. Yeah. Fine. Now is when they're talking about enforcing the, the, the Noise Abatement Act, right? If we, the people, realize that there is a correlation to the reduction in crime when they're allowed to have these cultural... Um, shows meaning from dance to stage show all of that right if we know that the man can go there and sell him jerk chicken sell him uh, manish water 
old fetal cell, we, we understand the trickle down effect. Here, half do because the dolly them can't go dance without the hair, though. Eyelash have to put on, fingernail have to do, shoes have to buy. So, we're seeing the tributaries, right, stemming from it. Who is sitting down with Babsy and Andrew Holness and saying, hey, 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 you may want to be careful because you talk about the levels of crime in the country. We talk about how to address these um, issues, but the very thing that we need, that we're world-renowned for, is the very thing that you're taking away from them, allowing them self-sustenance. Who is sitting down and having the conversation and opening up their eyes and say, hey, you may want to back up a little bit here. Let us find another yeah. way to streamline and give them the opportunity so that they can pay them light bill because every month, JPS have put up the light so them can, if them not have light legally, at least give them the opportunity to be able to afford to put in a meter in them house, Aff afford them the opportunity to be able to give them children and education. Who is having the conversation with them? So I'd say nobody, and it's not. I know the conversation is one that I've never heard, though. Um, I think they are fully aware, because when they're not, when they weren't in government, every time a, a government goes into opposition, they fight these causes, they talk about these causes and what they're going to do when they get into politics and how they're going to help the people. Because that's how you get into power, by tricking the people, making them feel like, have empathy with their situation, talk about it, preach about it and supposedly said you're fighting for them the reality you know is that the best way to rule is to rule by fear and in order to 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 um capitalize on fear you have to demonize so the first thing they do is demonize dancehall demonize the youths that are doing dancehall demonize the communities that dancehall are played they, so if you, if you listen to the trend of conversation, so when the police come out and say, boy, nice abatement act, me and you will sit down and live at Surbiton and Narbrook and Cherry Gardens and whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. The first thing we're thinking about our head is, boy, the police are doing the right thing because crime will get out of hand and, and them, them little people, all them sing about is gone. That's the first thing that goes through the mind of a middle-class personality. That's the first thing that goes to our mind. So immediately, we, by default, empower the police to shut these people down without looking at all those stuff you call the tributaries. We don't, we don't see that. Because right. we are not suffering. We can go do our nails around on one part. We, the lady uptown can go do our hair around on one part. Yeah, one and two uptown ladies that go down on one inner city place can do them here can be a cheaper the girl do a better job. And they empathize with that one person. It's an individualism. Oh, we know Pauline, and Pauline is a good person. But they say, the next 10 people live on the avenue, all of them are devil. Them for dead. Oh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I remember growing up, and I used to say, I, growing up as a teenager and a young adult, used to always say they should drop a bomb on Tivoli. Not recognizing that there are people in Tivoli that are, that are law-abiding citizens, that get up every day and aspire to have a different life, yeah. that is working very hard, um, studying on a candle to get out of that life. Because what we do, we blanket everybody. Fear and we demonize. So the way the government 
makes decision is to create and it happens globally yeah america want to attack one country and then they put out the propaganda and then demonize everybody in that country that's... so that's what's happening yeah. thank you so much o'neill for indulging me and my <laughs> thoughts <laughs> fabian good morning go right ahead good morning family how's everybody today we're doing well thank you good man just uh, happy to be on the uh, wake up list again this yeah. tuesday um i would just like to say that if we want something to happen we 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 can make it happen there's always going to be an you know if we look at instead of obstacles and and just think of the opportunities then we shift our mind yes and while elected officials once again deserve their share of blame we have unrealistic expectations of them to be honest mm -hmm. because you are your track record and we know their track record and we don't know the inner workings and and the the, the backdoor deals and handshakes that that we'll never probably see as such if we want something to happen we take it into our own hands and we collectively make it happen or we can continue to blame others yeah. so if we see an opportunity to help um, some young people in underserved communities, let's do it. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Take the bull by the horn. Yes, I'm here, by the way, if anybody have any initiatives. My show, The Game Changer Show, is open to anybody in this room Yes. that wants to serve the community. Okay, so I'm just putting it out there. Thank you so much. Thank you, Fabian. Thank you. Appreciate that. Good morning, James. Go right ahead, and then we're going to yeah, move good on. Yeah. 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 Just wanted to add to 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 the conversation that the issue is is very complex. It's a very complex. It's not something that I don't think you know the government deserve their fair share of blame. Um, the 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 players in the industry deserve their their fair share too, because it's very complex. And and I I believe that if um, people just sit down and have the conversation because the reason why this night abatement um, act started, it's, it, it's been in the pipeline for years because in certain communities, um, you know, it's been reported like depression and stuff like that for kids, um, anxiety, like going to school and stuff like that and, and not able to to, to um, focus in school, um, falling asleep in school and stuff like that. And those are some of the issues that that been talked talked about for, for years, like from, from in the 80s. Because I remember even growing up in the 80s and every every um, other day we had to empty out our cabinet because um, you were, you used to have a son that have 50 bucks. <laughs> and, and, when you, and when it, <laughs> Yeah, and when you turn on the sound, you have to, everybody, you have to um, empty out your, your, your stuff and put the, the plate on the ground. Um, so, yes, yeah, so it's been, it's been an issue that's been going on. So to strike a balance, I believe that the government should have given, like, a time. You know, like, what they do in America, in, 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 in some of these countries, like, when they have a um, safety issue that they want to address with, like, truck drivers, and stuff like that they say okay we're going to give you five years to start out so and so mm -hmm. so i believe that the government should have given like a five or six years and say we'll partner with you guys we'll we'll um 
will be guaranteed for loans and stuff like that based on your track record as a, a, um, a promoter or whatever. Because the reality is that, it, it the, you know, as it was like from the, the 70s, 80s coming up, it couldn't continue like that because, you know, yeah, like you turn off the music in, in, in the inner city where people, people go and find other stuff and do. But the reality is that some of that music, the loud noise, distract kids, you know, from, from learning, from, from getting a good night rest, and that can contribute to crime too. So I believe that, yeah, they, they, need, they need to, to have stuff in, in these areas like, you know, like how they build the lawn back in the days. They need to build like small auditoriums and stuff like that in, in some of these areas. And if they have areas where they can allow for like an open roof type of stuff where a little noise can happen, they need to do that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a very complex issue though. So, so what we need so, is a meeting of the minds, right? Yeah, so, 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 so Michelle, if I can quickly yes, say something. Quickly, quickly. I'll just quickly say, yeah. I'll quickly say it's complex, but you, you, you added the valid points at the end. It's about creating, and I spoke about that, creating zones and areas mm -hmm. for entertainment, one. And two, I'll say this, half of those kids that go to school with anxiety is because they have to take shifts to sleep. Because a lot of us, the reality of inner city living where um, they, 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 they have one bed and you have 10 bodies and they have mm. to take shifts to sleep. So, I mean, there's so much more that, you know, when we look from the outside, we see the, we, we, we see the top line stuff. Oh, kids have anxiety. Half of that anxiety, I don't think is caused by dancers. Some kids sleep sound and sleep straight through nights. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it, the reality is, so the government, and I'm not, I, I get Fabian's point. I've always said the role of the government has a role. Their role is to create policy. Policy. Their role is to create policy and have governance, regulations, structures, and systems. Yeah. That's all I'm asking from the government. Me not ask the government to come down with, because trust me, the only time them turn up with money that them on is when they want to vote. Election I'm time. Yes, I'm talking about creating proper governance, regulations, and policy. And then, with those tools, you people now will have, then it's in the hands of the practitioners and the community people, because they will now have had a structure, a system, an environment created to now nurture or grow their products, right. you know? But they haven't done, so they, they, there's a two-way street. Everybody has a responsibility. And my thing is, I am not going to ease up off the government for dereliction of duty as it relates to creating the policies, the systems, and the structures. All right. I yield the floor. Thank you so much. Great points, and we do have to keep it moving. But before I do so, I'm just going to read a comment from the chat. Listen, the anxiety is from the gunshots, not the music. All right. And this conversation to be continued. Thank you so much, um, everyone. Um, Fabian, James, and O'Neill. Great points made by all. Uh, so on to the business news. Um, 
Burger King invests $400 million into its restaurants to upgrade stores and boost overall sales. On Friday, the fast food chain announced its plan to update stores and boost sales. The investment deal includes $250 million to revamp stores and update technology and kitchen equipment. $120 million will go to creating better advertising and $30 million to upgrade its app to offer smoother ordering and personalized deals. Google set to disable booking feature for flights on its website by March 2023. Google announced it would soon disable the ability to book flights directly through its search engine. The decision came after Google found travelers preferred to book directly through an airline or another travel website, Travel and Leisure reported. For most of the world, the giant tech will stop offering the option to book a flight directly through the site, after September 30. However, the search engine will end the option in the U.S. after March 31, 2023. The company confirmed this to the outlet. So, no more booking through Google. Effective March 31st in the U.S. Chipotle disables online taco ordering following a $3 burrito hack. Chipotle is fed up with customers taking advantage of the TikTok $3 burrito hack and is taking swift action to ensure they get all of their coins. In case you weren't up on game, several customers have ordered a single $3 taco with an extra 40 cent tortilla on the side. They then add each topping on the side, recreating the regular burrito for around $3.95 that typically costs $9 or more. I met at you all. Since budget-savvy customers are ordering this meal online, Chipotle has been unable to stop them. Now the company is cracking down by eliminating the ability to purchase the $3 taco online. Why you got to cramp somebody's hustle, man? Whew. Imagine you can get, you can assemble your own burrito for $3.95. Why am I going to pay $9? Come on, work with us, work with me. You know, people are smart. They're not playing. <laughs> so the company sent out an email to managers on September 7th, letting them know that anyone wanting to order a single taco can do so in person only. That way they can deny customers the add-ons. Instead, patrons must pay full price for the burrito they want. Ay, ay, ay. Okay, well, was good while it lasted. Credit card companies will adopt new sales code for gun transactions. And this story is courtesy of CNN via WSVN. U.S. credit card giants said they will implement a new merchant category code for the nation's gun retailers, which gun control activists say will help flag potential mass shooters and gun traffickers. The International Organization for Standardization, based in Geneva, approved the code on Friday. The system will separately categorize sales at gun and ammunition stores, which advocates say can help track suspicious transactions of firearms and ammunition. Visa, the world's largest payment network, will proceed with next steps, the company said in a statement on Sunday. 
while ensuring we protect all legal commerce on the visa network in accordance with our long-standing rules. American Express said it will follow its usual business practices and work with third-party processes and partners to implement the code. Hmm. Why? Okay, the international... So I guess it's going to be a global thing. So wherever you use your um, visa card or your credit card, well, visa right now in the world to purchase gun and ammunition, yeah. Okay, there's going to be a category code. Okay. All right, so it looks as though we're working together on a global level. Let's see how that pans out. So, go right ahead. Go ahead before I move on. Didn't we talk about this last month or whatever? I think they're just doing it now to track um, more minorities that are able to purchase. You think so? Hmm. I do. Okay. Why do you feel that way, if you don't mind? So how many years have it taken them to decide that they should track guns purchasing and then now Texas has it where we can just walk around with a gun. We don't need a license. You can just buy whatever you want to do. There's a lot of states that are opening it up. Opening it. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. That's okay. My allergies. Is, my allergies is killing me. That's okay. A lot of other states are also allowing people to purchase firearms and things like that. I don't think it's because of the mass shootings. I really don't. Okay. All right. Good point. Okay. Next up. Thank you, Javette. Bezos rocket crashes after liftoff. Only experiments were aboard. The story, according to the Associated Press, out of Cape Canaveral in Florida. A rocket crashed back to Earth shortly after liftoff on Monday in the first launch accident for Jeff Bezos's space travel company. But the capsule carrying experiments managed to parachute to safety. No one was on board the Blue Origin flight, which used the same kind of rocket as the one that sends paying customers to the edge of space. The rockets are now grounded pending the outcome of an investigation, according to the Federal Aviation Administration. That's why um, they're charging all that money. <laughs> Bezos is he racking up the money he, 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 and being frivolous with it. I wonder how much it cost him. What was the ticket on that test? I think he's very lucky that there were no actual humans huh. on this flight. Huh. Why does the... Um, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna behave myself, but I'm gonna put up the link. It, it, don't say, it, but y'all can take a look and tell me what that rocket looks like. And, I, <laughs> and is it is the short lifespan of the rocket indicative of him? Um, oh, why is it not putting up the right picture? Okay, I guess you gotta click on it. You got to click on the link and then you'll see. Yeah, you got to click on the link that I pinned at the top of the page for my folks on Clubhouse. And you'll see what I'm talking about. Short live. But anyway, um, yeah. So Apple iOS on Monday released its next generation mobile software, iOS 16, with new features that allow users to personalize their iPhone lock screens and change how they text friends through iMessage. Among the most anticipated changes is the ability to edit 
and unsend recently sent iMessages or mark the messages as unread if users want to revisit them later. Recipients will receive an alert that the original message was edited or deleted. And it only works if both parties are running iOS 16. Apple previously said this was among the most requested features among users. Hmm. But perhaps the biggest change is the interactive lock screen. It now features custom fonts, new photo effects, personalized wallpapers, and widgets that add information at a glance. Widgets include calendar events, battery life alarms, Apple Watch activity rings, and the weather, as well as the ability to track live activities, such as an Uber rides progress, updates on a sports game, or food deliveries. Android introduced an interactive lock screen last year. So you are ahead of us, Android. We ain't mad at you, but we know we better. There are also options to create multiple lock screens with different backdrops that can be switched throughout the day. Users can browse wallpapers with suggested images from a user's photo library and notifications will now appear at the bottom of the screen so they're not in the way. So this next story, who remembers when I said who is questioning these organizations that got the pandemic money? Well, here we go. <laughs> yes, Javet. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So um, Democrat lawmakers request federal investigation on airlines use of $54 billion in pandemic funds. Two leading House Democrats have requested a federal investigation to determine if airlines used any of the $54 billion pandemic relief funds to encourage employees to quit during the pandemic. On Friday, the lawmakers asked the Treasury Department's Inspector General to investigate whether the money intended to keep airline workers on the payroll was used for buyouts or early retirements. After air travel sharply declined in the early stages of the pandemic in 2020, airlines offered incentives that encouraged tens of thousands of workers to quit their jobs or take long-term leaves of absence. As a result, Airlines were understaffed, and when travel picked back up this spring and summer, but there were higher than normal levels of canceled and delayed flights due to short staffing issues. Representative Carolyn Maloney, Democrat of New York, Chairwoman of the House Oversight Committee, and Representative James Clyburn, Democrat for South Carolina, Chairman of a special panel on the government's response to the pandemic initiated the probe. American taxpayers supported the airline industry during its darkest days at the start of the coronavirus pandemic, when nearly 75% of commercial flights were grounded. Americans deserve transparency into how airlines have used the federal funds they have received. I agree. U.S. air travel fell nearly 95% during part of April 2020, when compared to the same month a year earlier, according to government figures. The number of passengers traveling has since nearly fully recovered to 2019 levels. So, didn't we, um, didn't we say this? Didn't, well, well, didn't we talk about this? 
We talked about what happened to the money, all the money that was used to bail out a lot of these organizations. And the money was intended for them to keep the staff on payroll. So we're starting with the airline industry. So even when we find out that it was used incorrectly, what's going to happen? Nothing. I mean, have you seen those ads? You can get paid to snitch on PPP. <laughs> <laughs> but yet, who, but the corporations get to get away. You're absolutely right. I, I think, no, I haven't seen those ads. No, there are ads out there that yeah. actually are advertising that you can be rewarded for turning in somebody who you know defrauded mm-hmm. on the TPP loans. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, I do believe that we may see some action taken against these corporations. However, um, it's, it's maybe that result, it, it, it's, it's going to be more talk and more lip service, and, and, and we're not going to see them saying, you must pay back billions. We're going to maybe see them say, okay, you need to contribute to some program, or you need to, or we'll give you five years to have a redevelopment program. They're going to have some fancy words and ways <laughs> to let them off the hook. But is that fair to us? Is it's that not. fair to us? That you are willing to pick up somebody and put them in jail, but the corporations are allowed to continue operating and just giving a slap on the wrist. Can we have equity across the board? Whatever you're going to do to the man at the bottom, do it to him at the top as well. This world was not designed for us. Animal farm. I get it. (laughs) I get it. But which other corporation was heavily funded during the start of the pandemic? Which other industry? Which other sector? The restaurant industry. um, Restaurants, airline. uh, Which other? The the farmers got a ton load of money. Some of the farmers. Um, I can't think of any other. Car, maybe maybe some of, I don't know if the car industry got any money. But, yeah. Mm. Okay. Because if I remember, one of the requirements or one of the um, qualifiers was that you had to continue running payroll. If I remember well, or am I the only one who heard that? I don't know. That was what it was for. That is exactly what it was for, to help pay your people. Yeah. But what did they do? They laid people off. Laid people off. I think I think they gave, and, and they're going to tell you they didn't use the word laid. I think they <laughs> gave people the option because mm. a lot of people left their jobs in the pandemic. Um because a lot of people decided to become entrepreneurs, but they would have been motivated to do so because somebody say, hey, I'll give you $20,000. And you look at it and say, okay, maybe I can go and do my passion project. Right. Um, my bills I've caught. Um, I don't have to travel. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. I'm shut down anyway. I might as well take the money, pay some bills, and start something that I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to not use the word laid off you're going to hear that people voluntarily. Yeah. Yeah. They're very smart. Their legal teams advise them very well how to navigate, how to make sure that you 
are not held accountable. How to fly under the radar. Yeah, very strategic. Choice of words. What is presented. You're absolutely right. Our next story comes to us in the health and uh, science segment. So vitamin D, they say, according to studies, will not protect you from COVID or respiratory infections. <laughs> ah, CNN Health, courtesy of WSVN out of Miami, vitamin D supplements aren't likely to prevent an infection from COVID-19 <clears throat> excuse me, or respiratory infections like colds or flu even if your current levels of the vitamin are low, according to two new large clinical trials. One study done in the United Kingdom during the height of the pandemic gave 3,100 people with insufficient levels of vitamin D a low or high dose of the vitamin to see if the supplement would prevent a coronavirus or respiratory infection. Vitamin D supplementation at either dose did not result in reduced risk of all-cause acute respiratory infections, otherwise known as ARI, or in risk or severity of COVID-19 specifically. A double, a second double-blinded, randomized clinical trial, also done during the pandemic, gave over 34,000 Norwegians cod liver oil or a placebo to test the impact of vitamin D on COVID and respiratory disease prevention. Cod liver oil naturally contains low doses of vitamin D along with vitamin A and omega-3 fatty acids. The British Medical Journal released both studies on Wednesday. The major takeaway is that for people in general, a vitamin D supplement did not prevent COVID-19, serious COVID-19, or symptomatic acute respiratory tract infections said study author Dr. Arne Suras, a researcher in the Department of Microbiology at Oslo University Hospital in Norway. He added that the UK study design complements ours in several ways, with a higher dose of vitamin D given to participants only after measuring their vitamin D status. Nevertheless, their result is supporting our findings, and that is the key takeaway. Neither study found any preventive effect after supplementation of vitamin D. Okay, who, who, who pays somebody here? Because vitamin D was flying off the shelf like crazy. Who got paid? Who got paid to promote vitamin D? Again, we live in a capitalist society. <laughs> Perception sells. Yes, Fabian, we're going to talk about it again today. We spoke about it yesterday. We're going to talk about it again today. Yes, O'Neill. Yeah. But nothing nothing prevented COVID, though. Hmm. Not, even the, not even the vaccinations prevented it. But when you really think about it, facts. there's nothing that prevented it. It's the person's overall health. Facts. And most... From what my doctor says, Mm -hmm. most African-Americans, depending on where they live, are vitamin D um, insufficient. Deficient. 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 Mm -hmm. So if I remember well, during the pandemic, vitamin D was heavily promoted. Ramp up on your vitamin D. So some people who didn't take the supplements would go out in the sun and sunbathe because that's a natural vitamin D source. 
So my question again, who paid who to push vitamin D sales? Well, my the people I know in England were pushing it a lot. So I'm going to say it was the BBC. Blame it on the BBC. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because um, all the British, the, all the Brits that I that I were was in contact with, they were saying, "Why is America pushing drugs so much and not homeopathic ways?" And they kept talking about taking vitamins and herbal supplements and stuff. That's that's where I heard it loudest from. The natural way was coming from from the UK. So blame it on the BBC, and I'm sticking with that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they don't get much sun over there anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, as we're talking about the BBC, so Shar sent this over to me, and I, I, I'm laughing. All funerals are cancelled in the UK on the 19th of September due to Elizabeth's funeral. So nobody not trying to go dead. <laughs> are you serious? Dead ass. Wow. That is the most uh, muting. So please, my folks in the UK, nobody don't get sick, nobody don't dead, nobody oh. do nothing because the Queen of Mary. So I bet you Jamaica get announced the funerals in the Jamaica banter. Foolishness. I bet wow. you I want to bet me. <laughs> but O'Neill, you, oh, you weren't here the other day when last week when we read the article about the 12 days of mourning in Jamaica and we calling that total BS, right? So 12 days of mourning in Jamaica and there are saying that there should be no events held on the day of the funeral unless they are related to the funeral. So which if you're going which if you're gonna have a birthday party, gonna, scratch that. Which is why I say I think they're going to close on funerals in Jamaica. But remember, it's a 12th day of Christmas. The 12 days. Why, <laughs> 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 everybody? Y'all need to leave these royals alone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh, you know what? I mean, no, 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 context set for me. So here we (laughs) We go. Oh my gosh. Listen, baby is Mike. Who? Oh, Fabian, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, Fabian. Go right ahead. Well, we're in a 2022, and it seems like the shackles still around our necks mentally. Bad, bad, bad. bad. And here's the thing. I am anxious to get to the story about um, D.L. Hughley, the entertainer, who said that um, he is condemning Twitter users for lacking compassion during Queen Elizabeth's death. Me, me want to know why... You know what? We're, we're going to get there. So let me hurry up and do what I have to do because I would like to hear what he has to say why we are lacking compassion, right? Um, I saw this video circulating on TikTok of the queen. You know how you would throw bread to the pigeons or corn to your chickens who are in your yard, right? Or, you know, you, you throw a bone at a dog. You know that envision that so there's a video that is circulating it's in black and white and it is of the queen 
I'm not sure if it's in India or if it's somewhere in Africa. Don't misquote me here. I don't want to say the wrong thing, but it's a black and white video. It's and you wanna hear the people saying, Oh, that's not true, that's fake. They didn't have um video anyway to record activity back then. Uh what world are you living in? What world are you living in? So how then are we privy to certain old videos? Right? There are some people who are so in defense of her and, you know what, calling her a lady. You throw, so she's throwing the food at the armed people and the people are picking it off, off the ground. I'm telling you something. We're on with Fry about compassion. You hear me? Yes, Fabian. Oh boy. Locks, man. Try to limit my time. Become a one. But anyway, I just real, real quick. I just want to read a, a tweet yes, on this please. topic from a uh, lady's name is. She's a reporter for the MSNBC. Her name is Brittany Packnett Cunningham. Mm -hmm. She has a show called Undistracted on MSNBC. But as it relates to um, us, um, you know reacting to the queen's death it has to be you know we only have to say nice things right now because everybody's in mourning and we should just completely forget whitewash the past anyway her tweet is as follows and uh, she said today is a reminder how things like decorum help white supremacy be cultural not just systemic decorum will silence people from telling the truth because it's impolite Meanwhile, it's not impolite to ask the colonized to mourn the chief symbol of their colonization. And that was her tweet. So with that, okay. I'll come off my... All right. Thank you. Thank you very much for sharing. Uh, so I'd say there was a, what do you call it? The Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm where... Syndrome is alive and well. You nailed no, it. London Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Remembers when, as a child, we were taught the song "London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down, London Bridge is falling down." We're still singing that. Um, Make it a seven. We're still singing that. <laughs> What's the next line? What's the next line? Uh, London Bridge is take the keys and lock her up. <laughs> no, I don't know that one. I don't know that one yeah. either. My fair lady, that's my it. Fair Thank lady. you. Yes, yes. Make it stay alone. To say, take the keys and lock her up, lock her up, lock her up. At I didn't know that, that part. They didn't teach us that part. I that's I sang the Antiguan lyrics or something. It must be. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I remember that part too. It could be Mandela effect. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so it's time for me to take another quick break. When we return, we do have sports news. Do it, got to do it, yeah. 
Let's you know from the gate, I don't go down, lady. I want a chick with thick hips and licks of lips. She could be the office type, but like the strip. Girl, you get me aroused, how you look in my eye. But you talk too much, man, you're ruining my high. I don't wanna lose the feeling, cause the roof and ceiling is on fire. And you looking good for the getting, I'm a rider. Whether in a hoodie or a linen, a provider. You should see the jury on my women, and I'm living it up. The squad stay filling the truck with chicks that's willing to triz with us. You say you got a man, and you're in love, but what's love gotta do with a little menage? After the party, me and you could just slide for a few, and she could come to this love. To do got to do with it But you need to understand that you got something with you This is fat, frame is little Tattoo in your chest with his name in the middle uh, I'm not a hater, I just crush a lot In the way you shake your booty, I don't want you to stop You need to come a little closer And let me put you under my arm It is Turned Up Tuesday on Coffee and Tall We're playing yesterday's favorites and today's hits Thank you so much for tuning in I am Moments with me you know the money you take up police Me at the life you can Thank you to all the listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone QMZRadio.com JanoRadio.com And everyone here with me on Clubhouse Where the conversation happens I'm Moments with me You're listening to Coffee and Toll World News on the go Every Monday through Friday 9am to 12pm Eastern Where I read the news And we share our views 7pm tonight Tune into The Rose Solo Show You can check her out QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, ViscosityBlend.com, FutureFM.net, FutureFM 98.9 in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester. You definitely want to check out the conversation Rosola will be having tonight on her on her show as she speaks with one of the organizers of the event Legends in Concert 2022 as they present Michael Bolton, Lust, Marcy Griffiths, Jigsy King, Lady G, Junior Ranks, Anthony Malvo, and others. That's going down on Sunday, September 18, Covington, Georgia. So tune in for that conversation.
you, Burner Boy. Appreciate you for that one. And we're going to kick off the sports news. Las Vegas sex worker offers exclusive deal to the Las Vegas Raiders players and staff. Wow. This NFL season may have got quite interesting for the Las Vegas Raiders. An LV sex worker is offering her service at a discounted rate for all Raider players and staff members. Wow. You want to hear what the discount is? <laughs> oh, that song is um Gabona. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but G-B-O-N-A, Burna Boy. Yeah. So, <laughs> Ariel Ganja, what a name to have, right? Works at the Chicken Ranch Brothel and says she's giving a 50% off deal to the organization during the 2022 to 2023 season. Ganja says she chose to create the deal as a thank you to the team for bringing excitement to the city. I'm offering my VIP package to Raiders players and staff because the team has brought so much positivity to the joy I'm sorry, add joy to the Vegas area. And guess what? It has also helped boost my business at the brothel. Thanks to the throngs of fans that visit Sin City to see the Raiders play. Her exclusive bundle includes a free limo ride to the brothel and a secret entrance to a private bungalow. This is done so those who redeem her offer can travel discreetly. She also hopes her skills are good enough to become the official sex worker to the Las Vegas Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders have an official gaming partner and an official bear and wine partner. So why not have an official sex partner? I hope to treat my Raiders VIPs so well that they'll be compelled to make me the team's official sex worker. Ah! She's about her business. Wait, wait a minute, wait a wait a minute, wait a minute. And that's in an article. Yep. That the government can see. Yep. So when she makes too much money, yeah. I'm sorry, Neil or whoever I interrupted. When she makes too much money, then they can arrest her for prostitution. That's what I'm wondering too. You're thinking like me because you know what I went back to, um, Javet, the article we read where Wells Fargo. And other banks are shutting the accounts or, of um, sex workers. Sex workers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Question. I mean, uh, okay, go ahead. Is it, aren't there areas in the U.S. where sex work is legal? I thought so. So, yeah, so in, uh, in Las Vegas itself, it's illegal. But there's what? counties, there's counties around Las Vegas that, um, sex work is legal so if she doing it within a brothel which i hear brothel in 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 the uh article um she's she's operating legally you know as long as she don't sell them sex in the vicinity of las vegas if they travel outside of that area she would be good and if it's in a brothel hence hence a limousine service She got her business plan all worked out, and it, it, she has, it has to be legal for her to be able to make it public, right? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, but there's a, there's a few counties in Nevada where uh, 
you know they operate so i think she good but if they if she if she ever get catch one night at vegas though that's it oh, wow. even though they do it even though they do it in <laughs> so vegas maybe but... maybe, maybe. Maybe she can market herself or wares in Vegas, but do and the goods are served elsewhere. Because I was about, yes. I'm glad you mentioned yes. that. Um, that happened. Okay. I was about to ask the question. No, I'm sorry, Sonet. You go ahead and explain because I was about to ask the question, but don't they have strippers on the strip? <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sonet. Um, no. Well, if they do, they're being discreet. Um, there are flyers all over the strip. You've got these little business card like things everywhere, advertising services of, um, of, prostitutes for lack of a better word but you won't see you'll see it like in a you know you go to a club you see a woman sitting there in a, in a bar like she's not just there being cute and she's not just there with her homegirls she's there for work but that that has to be a street mm. because of legal the legality so, like um hold like on O'Neill, hold on yeah sorry sorry i'm finish up javette i'm i'm javette Sonnet, i'm sorry no 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 it's okay it's it's um I'm like co-signing exactly what Dre is saying. There is, I think it's, is it Henderson County? I forgot what the county is, that it's completely legal in that county. Cause today that's where like the little ranch or whatever the name of this place Bunny is. Bunny Ranch. Bunny Ranch. That was not fake, that was real. I, I mean, of course some of the acting was, was added, but it was a real establishment. But let me ask you a question tonight. Now that you brought, I'm sorry. Hold on one second, Anil. Now that you brought up the Bunny Ranch, so I used to watch the show, right? It used to come on. Was it on HBO? Was it? HBO? Yeah. Yes, yeah. HBO. So I used to watch it, and these girls were boring. So and they made mad money for being boring. So I'm like, I wonder if I could sign up and just be boring and make mad money too. Well, that part's boring, but we didn't see what was really happening. Why they're really there? They're not there for conversation. Come on now. No, 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 Sonette. There were some men who went there not for sex, just to, you know, be cuddled. There were some who went there just to talk to somebody. I could deal with that. Not nah, sleep with you. But if you want to cuddle, sure. But, you know, if you want somebody to talk to, sure. Yeah. And they were making money. Isn't that where they found Lamar Odom passed out? Same place. Right, yes. <laughs> Same place. <laughs> oh my God. Y'all probably thinking the worst. You're probably all thinking, his moment's okay. First, she want to be a stripper. Now she's talking about Buddy Ranch. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to make my coins. <laughs> I'm, try I'm trying to get my coins before everything starts heading south. <laughs> my, my, quick, my quick question is there's a very thin gray line between a strip club and a brothel. So, what is determined legal and illegal? Well, so I mean, the, 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 because there's a very thin line. You go to KOD down in Miami, you throw money up, you just don't necessarily have sex in that room. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, <laughs> where's the line drawn? You know, is it the blatant, the building that blatantly um, allows, I mean, it's not hedonism. So I'm just wondering. I don't think it's hypocrisy. So here, here's the difference. In the strip clubs, you're not supposed to be having sex. Sex is illegal in the strip clubs. It's not supposed to happen there. Yes, you can go to the room in the back and the um, bouncers will turn a blind eye as long as you pay them some money. But it's illegal. It is illegal in the strip clubs. 
hope I answered your question. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> it is illegal. So if they get caught, it's on them. Yeah. It's not supposed to happen, but it happens. You go in the back. Um, the difference and- between strip club, brothel, and massage parlor? Massage parlor not supposed to be having sex there either. It's supposed to be about massages. But we yeah, know these yeah, things happen. Sexual, sexual experiences that is not sex. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There is supposed to be no um, sex. Yeah. Just just don't put the money in them and place it on the table, Neil. <laughs> I didn't say that. They call it a tip. I didn't say that. Listen, so that's the difference. Strip clubs are only for stripping, taking off your clothes. You go there, you watch. And some strip clubs, the girls are not allowed to go fully nude either. They can go topless. There are some strip clubs you cannot go fully nude in them either. So for those of you who are thinking of doing stripping, understand. Know which club and know which city. Uh, understand the laws. Now let me ask one question. Who remember when the Jamaica Star used to have topless photos in the paper? Go again. Say that again. When the Jamaican Star years uh-huh. ago... As a kid, used to have topless photos in the star. I don't remember that. I don't remember that. No, I remember it. Oh, okay. All right. So next story, because we still have quite a few to get through. Matt, Marlon, I know you're happy. Matt Daniel era starts with the win. Dolphins top Patriots 27. Yes, Marlon was happy on Sunday and I was happy because he was happy. I didn't have to hear him screaming at the screen, right? So after leading the Miami Dolphins on an unlikely turnaround last season that if the Dolphins defense needed just one game to show that it might be one of the top units in the AFC East with a defensive touchdown and interception a forced fumble the Dolphins defense dominated Sunday's season opener shutting out the Patriots offense on all but one drive yep they took the game 20 to seven but let's see if they can continue marlon have you spoken to the team <laughs> i spoke to the team so but i have to wait until uh when they play the bills and then i can say they're doing something hmm. so why the have, bills though why the bills because the bills is on fire and the bills have a good team the bills and the um not the Browns. What's the one called? Oh man, and the Bengals. They got. They're gonna play those teams coming up. If they Cincinnati could beat and Buffalo, okay. They could beat those teams there. They they got it. So I'm I'm not gonna jump too high yet. So mm-hmm. let's see. So let me ask you. If I'm understanding what you're saying, you're saying that the um, Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals, Cincinnati, right? Yeah, they're better than the Patriots right now. Everybody's better than the Patriots. Why? Because they got they lost sorry ass um teeth in Tom Brady. Patriots Patriots season is over. They have to rebuild a whole a lot more. They 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 the team is not there like it used to be. Not because of yes, Tom Brady was the key, but um they lost a lot of players and um they just have to rebuild. Okay. You know? So so their winning streak is over. <laughs> they may have to go yeah. back to deflate. <laughs> ah! 
Uh, uh, Patriots won't, won't go back to another Super Bowl. Not not right now. Okay. So, All right. But that has to beat the Bengals and the Bills before I can say they're doing something. Because those teams are on fire. So, we'll see. All right. Let's see. I don't have my money on um the Dolphins. I don't. And you know that already. Um, It's 20 years of hearing you. Ah, ah, come on. Get it together. Oh, I'm sick of hearing it. 20 years. It was it was a pleasant change on Sunday, but I think it's short lived. I'm just saying. Sorry, Marlon. And to all the other Dolphins fans, my apologies. The hater, but keep going. It is time for Caribbean Quarter. And our first story, courtesy of CaribbeanLoopNews.com, earthquake shakes near Dominica and Guadeloupe. This happened on Saturday night. A magnitude 5.0 earthquake was recorded to the east of Dominica and Guadeloupe. The UWI Seismic Research Center said it occurred around 10.22 p.m. local time at a depth of 10 kilometers. So thankfully... um, Thankfully, everyone is safe. So far, we haven't heard of anything happening. Uh, Next door, we hop on over to Jamaica. Uh, Full speed ahead, Prime Minister cites value in extending high schooling to seven years. So that sounds as though they're reinstating 12th form, lower and upper um, 12th. Despite lack of classroom space and teacher shortage concerns expressed by some school principals, Prime Minister Andrew Holness says the Sixth Form Pathways program will be moving forward this academic year. Holness, who was speaking at an Education and Youth Ministry Town Hall meeting at Jamaica College in St. Andrew on Friday, acknowledged that there have been concerns and complaints about the program. However, he urged school administrators and the ministry to cooperate to make the program successful. There are some genuine concerns about it because there has always been a traditional sixth form. And how does this traditional sixth form, which is well established compared to the additional two years wholeness shared? Is it the same thing? Should it get the same resources? These are all issues that I think are well within our scope to resolve, but We cannot deny the fundamental intelligence behind extending the school years from five to seven. According to him, it is important to get more children enrolled in school and keep them there as long as you can. The intention of the new sixth form program is to offer students who complete grade 11 an opportunity to enroll and engage in skills-based or other academic-related courses alongside the traditional sixth form curriculum where the Caribbean Advanced Proficiency Exams is offered. That's CAPE. Students have the option of leaving the program with an occupational associate degree, certificate or diploma, or an accredited associate degree through the Council of Community Colleges of Jamaica or University Council of Jamaica. Several educators and school administrators, however, 
expressed concerns about the lack of classroom spaces to accommodate the students. The latest administrator to express concern about the program is Errol Basco, principal of Tacky High School in Gale St. Mary. Um, what's going to happen to community colleges? Will students then be able to opt to leave at the fifth form and go to a community college or are they going to do away with community colleges because remember for example where i'm from the back in the 70s the high schools the following high schools gave up their sixth forms to facilitate the community college and those schools were the york castle high school saint hilda's high school westwood high school um those three gave up their sixth form and as such there was the formation of the brownstone community college which is where you leave you go there next some people would opt to go into kingston or wherever had a sixth form and continue on there what how is this going to play out that's my question are we doing away with community college or are we still leaving them there and giving the students the option that's my question my thing is, I mean, are you hearing me? Yeah, we're hearing you. Yeah, go ahead, O'Neill. Yeah, my, th my thing is that the issue that we have in Jamaica, I don't think it's how long people stay in school because you have kids that get to fifth form and can't read and write. How so, is that possible, though, O'Neill? How did they even get into high school if they can't read or write? Who took the exams I, for them to get into school? I, I mean, they're... they're there are some, well, I don't know. <laughs> and I know that they exist. That's wrong. I know the other answers. What, the point I want to make is, I think the funds that they're going to do to extend the school program should be channeled in remedial programs, early childhood and remedial programs for kids along the spectrum. Um, what that, about what into um, trade? <laughs> Trade, yeah, trade, and okay. trade schools and remedial. So, I mean, oh, okay. remedial okay. is okay. helping them to... Right. So, remedial helping them the basic um, math and English. And then skills, trade school skills. I mean, they're, 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 they've removed skill programs from most schools. Um, a lot of the technical high schools don't exist anymore. So, these are some of the programs that I would have thought they would have wanted to channel money in than to just add additional years to kids going to school but so based on what we just read here o'neill i think let me go back. the intention of the new sixth form program is to offer students who complete grade 11 an opportunity to enroll and engage in skills based or other academic related courses so it doesn't mean that they're going to put the skills back into the the schools but that you have to do it at the sixth form level so in other words i mean I, seven to eleven it's theory based and then for the skills training you have to go on to um lower 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 12 than upper 12. i mean I, and i don't think that model makes sense especially not in jamaica and what's happening there because i went to Oberlin high school that the programs are offered at that school um you know, it creates some level of imbalance because you have the kids and we feel like they're in the academic stream. 
you know, look down on the kids that are doing skill, etc. Until you realize they grew up and you realize a lot of the kids that did skill subjects are the ones making money and, and becoming entrepreneurs. Um, I believe that we need to stop trying to teach our population to become slaves to the systematic becoming a nine-to-five worker and start educating them to have literacy skills and then give them trade skills from very early, from yeah. 12, 11, 12, 13. That's what's going to solve our problem. Not <laughs> us traditionally creating this monarchy, English, British system of sending them to school until they're five, making them come out to be workers mm-hmm. to the nine to five and serve BPOs so the rich corporations in the world can save and make more money. All right. Valid point. I agree with that. All right. So our next story. Upset taxi bus operators could protest all week. Some of the police just issuing out the traffic tickets as if we pick up the money off the ground for PLM. That was the complaint of one transport operator who was among bus and taxi operators who withdrew their services in sections of the corporate area on Monday. The protesting transport operators ply the Lawrence Tavern and Stony Hill routes in St. Andrew to Halfway Tree and downtown Kingston. The bus and taxi operators gathered in Halfway Tree on Monday, calling for a traffic ticket amnesty and threatening to continue their protest all week, which, of course, we know will impact commuters' ability to move around. Um, didn't they say that they have how much millions or is it billions of dollars in outstanding tickets to be collected, to get money to be collected? So... Are they just piling up the debt, the, the, the amount owed, creating a further imbalance in the spreadsheet? What are they doing to collect the outstanding? Can we clear up the backlog? And I'm not saying not to issue tickets if they are justified. If they are justified, not officers going out there and harassing people. And if they can't get them a lunch money, then them hit them with a ticket, justified tickets. But we also need to focus on the backlog that we have there. There's a lot of money out there. Yeah, just remember that these police are given quotas when they go on the road. And just like a salesperson, they are ticket quotas that they need to fulfill on a daily basis. All right. And we're going to go to our final. Um, I'm going to get to you in just a second, Nouville. Let me just jump to the final story here in the Caribbean corner. So this is a follow-up to yesterday's story. And of course, you know, as we get updates, I have to bring it across. So yesterday we spoke about the Negril sign. And I, every time I look at the G in the Negril sign, I am irritated. I do have ADD. I do have OCD. I have issues. I cannot stand the G is lean. It lean people. And I need to go fix the G. It lean. But anyway, that's besides the point. So, senior advisor and strategist in the Ministry of Tourism, Delano Sievright, says the $12 million welcome to Negril sign was paid for by tourists through the government's Tourism Enhancement Fund, the TEF. Okay? So, remember yesterday I was saying, Mawa said the bill, I still want to the bill. But Mawa know where the money had come from, Mawa know how it had go. Well, here is how it's going. So um, how do we feel about that? Do we feel better knowing that it's not coming out of taxes, but rather wait, wait, out wait, of wait, the... Wait, 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 What is the tourist announcement fund? It's taxes. Hold on now. Then we have no money. I don't know if you reach that so. 
start a deal, but you get ahead of me. I was going to ask that. So where is, isn't the, um, well, since you jumped there, let me just go ahead. The tourism enhancement fund, wouldn't that be a portion of money that is charged? And I'm saying a portion of money, taxes, that is gratuity, whatever you want to call it, that is charged to the, um, the, the tourist that has to be turned over to the government. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I'm just wanting to know. Teach me. <laughs> Go ahead, O'Neill. O'Neill, and then I'll jump over to Newville. O'Neill, where are you going? Okay, O'Neill can talk. Okay. Moments. We didn't hear you. You were on mute. No, I wasn't. And then quiet. I wasn't on mute. I haven't touched my phone. My mic is showing um, open, so I'm not sure. It just I'm... opened up. Not me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something, something, yeah. something. People them in the grill never appreciate a comment about the Jeep on the sign. So them just Yeah, we didn't uh, hear you. Okay. <laughs> Are you hearing me now? Because I don't know what no happened. No yes. one clear. Go through, go through. Something is going on with Clubhouse because yesterday I'm on the phone talking to Rosolo. I see a pop-up on my phone, um, Kevrock waving at me. So and I ignored it. Then I see it pop up again. So I said, okay, Ro, I'm gonna call you back. Let me see what's up. So I go into the room because apparently when they wave and you click on it, it takes you into a room. So mm -hmm. I said, hey, what's up? He's like, huh? What do you mean what's up? I'm here listening to your replay and all of a sudden I hear your voice. I, and he, he came in the room because I waved at him. I'm like, no, I did not. I wasn't even in the app. I'm on That's the weird. phone. I was on the phone and then Rosola came in the room and she yeah, she was like, What the heck is going on? I I'm, I'm never never accidentally touched nothing. He was just listening he, to the replay. He's listening to the replay, but mm. he answers the wave that allegedly I sent, which I didn't, and I'm answering a wave mm -hmm. that he sent, which he didn't. So Clubhouse be be tripping. I, I don't know. So I'm like, you know what? What if I was doing something? So I was just trying to get people to date. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crazy. But um, yeah. So back to back to this Negril sound where the G's to lean. Um, it's taxpayers' money, but they're trying to say it's not. They're saying it is paid for by tourists through the government's tourism enhancement fund. So on IG, Sparky Baby officials said the money in the TEF was used for its designed purpose. That's not the main issue Jamaicans have. Yes, that was the issue yesterday because when we read the comments, as I did read some of the comments right here, that was a huge concern. What they're saying now is that it is not with the money in the TEF. The issue is with the quality of the work. People taking pics doesn't mean the workmanship was not of poor quality. So someone responded in the comment or someone posted a comment saying, um, Delano is still going to show the lack of care or urgency they have towards the people of the land. I want, no, I wouldn't want tourism to fall apart at all. I wouldn't want that. Um, crime is everywhere, but you people who are supposed to be smart, not doing anything because you're not affected. It's, 
and they're good what there's i can't read through the messed up it, i can't it, it's too much to try to put the pieces of that article hold on one second hold on one second um what were you asking um o'neill no no i was gonna say that the tourist announcement fund is similar to the national to the the nhd the only difference is nhd is paid by the populace the, the tourist announcement fund was created like a tax on tourists coming into the island. Right. And it's not just the tourists, also the hotels and all operators in the tourism sphere have to pay into the tourist announcement fund. It is a, it is like the NHD, it's, it, it was created. It's the most, the NHD and the TEF funds are the two wealthiest funds that the country owns. Um, the excuse, that is the TEF money, is the same excuse they use and they want to check out money to the NHF that is not purposed. So the point is, you're making a sign in the grill and you take it from the TEF, okay. Is it me or is it O'Neill? Nah, he going to. Okay, all right, go ahead. Yeah. Um, okay, you're back, yeah. O'Neill? Okay. Yeah, right. I was just saying, I can't justify that, but at the end of the day, all I'm going to say is, copying a sign like that is supposed to be something that um, is larger than life and can survive time. So it cannot be just a little tin something you put up. It's supposed to be a <laughs> work of art. It's supposed to have meaning, substance. Um, it's it not just taking some tin pan and, and create on something because anybody can do that from zinc and create on something and put it up in the name of tourism so exactly yeah i, I use the floor there okay go ahead newville yeah um good morning everyone good morning newville good morning yeah um i'm gonna kind of echo what onion is saying still because that fund was created to you know boost tourism you understand what i do it and it's like in toronto we have a toronto sign and when you put it up like it's 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 pretty massive, man. Like, you can sit inside the, the O or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And at first, I'm like, yo, I thought it was kind of ridiculous. And what I realized is that people get drawn to the sign, they're taking pictures, they're sharing it, they're blah, whatever. So it's almost like a, a formal, you know, like a guerrilla marketing campaign. I think it's a smart move still. You know what I'm saying? Because I can guarantee you that anybody that's going to the girl that see that sign, I'm going to want to pull over and take a picture, and mm -hmm. I'm going to share that. You mm -hmm. see my dude said all oh, goes towards brand Jamaica and then them people they want experience that they want to go and grill them see the pictures and you know blah whatever and the cycle continues so I think it's a good spend as long as oh, it's oh, like hold something. on so let me ask you a question have you looked at the sign have you seen the video where them knock it on his tin pan no if you look at the link that I've posted you can see the gap it's gaping it was poor oh. it's poorly constructed okay. and the issue is not the sign you know the issue is not okay. the sign. And I said this yesterday. The issue is not the sign. It's the price tag that's attached to the sign. And when some... So I played million, the... Hold on, Sarah, one second. It's Sarah, $12 million. So, Jamaican. So how yes. much is that in US? 120000 83000 Well, if you're looking at the rate of 150 to 1, I think... Hold on. Let me get to my calculator here. Um, What I said, $12 million. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why this thing don't want to work with me today. 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, divided by 150 to 1. I'm using, it's roughly 80,000 US, right? Okay. But yeah. 
It's, so it, it's it looks sloppy. It looks sloppy. And it's overpriced. So the art, mm. the, the, the 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 problem we're having, well, I am having at least, is that somebody get paid. Somebody pack mm. it well, Greece, because for twelve million dollars, I strongly believe that twelve signs could be constructed, and you put another two million on it, and you put fourteen signs, so every parish get one. Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. So, um, it's according to um Crawford. So Crawford is lashing the government of Jamaica over quality of the multi-million dollar sign, and uh, rightly so. Opposition spokesman on education, Damien Crawford, has taken the wholeness government to task for the construction of a $12 million jam iconic sign in Negril. Mr. Crawford says the money used to erect the sign could be put to better use in assisting in matters such as learning loss among the nation's children. Didn't we talk about that yesterday? That was a point that was highlighted. Can't remember who, but I know it was brought up. Senior advisor and strategist in the Ministry of Tourism, Delano Sievright, says the sign was paid for by tourists through the government's Tourism Enhancement Fund, which we know is a taxing. He explained to our to the new center of Nationwide uh, Radio, JM, that each incoming airline passenger is charged 20 U.S. dollars and cruise passengers are charged two U.S. dollars. But Mr. Crawford, who is a former state minister of tourism, has blasted the quality of the sign. He says it is reminiscent of an old tin can. Damon Crawford, opposition spokesman on education, was speaking in South St. Andrew over the weekend. And I agree. It looked like one piece of dotted tin uh, can when I spray on uh, Can I quickly say something? Yeah, man, go no through. the tin can because zinc fence... Have its have its place, you know. <laughs> well, let, me, let me say this though: um, the funds that are collected on the TEF is for to enhance tourist enhancement fund is to help develop tourism, um, and it it cannot be irresponsibly used. Um, we already giving huge ten year, fifteen year tax breaks to these big corporations that come into Jamaica to build hotels. That are that the money has been um, repatriated back to their homeland, whether it's Mexico or wherever. Um, what should be done is an, an analysis on the sign and how much ROI are we going to see from it. So, for example, if you're going to do meaningful development in Jamaica with the Tourist Enhancement Fund, because you're saying you're going to inspire tourism, what about creating? Um, a walk of fame where people can come, like like in LA, we have so much musicians, we have so much things that tourists can really connect to. Even in the grill, the grill have a seven mile beach. There's so many different innovative things you could have done that would have increased traffic. I don't see this sign. I don't see how this tin pan sign <laughs> is gonna increase traffic to the grill. So when you when you're investing in these things, they are necessary. But you have to do a study and research, marketing plan, a go-to-market strategy. What is the effect and the impact of this sign and how much money it's going to make in perpetuity? For the country. I'm done. Yeah, no, Sorry. <clears throat> yes. Sorry, uh, I, just, I, just, I just Googled something, right? Uh-huh. It's the same Toronto sign I was telling you about. Yes, because I noticed Javette okay. asked in the chat. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the cost for that was seven hundred and sixty thousand Canadian. But how big is it? 
All right, cool. Let me pull up the dimensions. My um, thing is what material okay. it was made out of because every country I've ever traveled to that has mm -hmm. signs like that, it's a cement or concrete statue. Exactly. That's what I'm yeah, that's exactly what it's like. It's huge. You know what I'm saying? So um, when when the weather changes it, all you uh, need is a little bit of paint and you can repaint it. Yo, all right. So the, the description says that the Toronto sign is an illuminated three-dimensional sign in Nathan Phillips Square in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Mm -hmm. I suppose it's, it's his name. Mm -hmm. It is three meters tall, which is 9.8 feet. Zin? 10, which and is 10, 20, or is that 10 feet tall? Yeah, okay. 10 feet tall. Mm -hmm. 22 meters, which is 72 feet long. Uh -huh. And this is prior because what they did was they added a maple leaf. You understand? Okay, but what is it made from? What, is it, what does it say it's made um, from? So lit with LED lights controlled via Wi-Fi that can create an estimated 228 million color combinations, approximately equal to what a human eye can see. Zin? Mm -hmm. And then, sorry, what is it that you don't want to know about it? What is it made from? I know oh, it's vinyl. I know the Toronto sign is vinyl wrapped. That much I know. But mm. um, I want to know what the, the material is. What is it made from? Okay, um, let me just read through and see if I can find it. I'll circle back, okay. back here. Because that's important. But Canada can afford that. We can afford the 12 million of Jamaica. A, a part of it is, is hollow, like around the, the edges. Okay. You get like a, you get a, you'll get like a similar sound if you knock it. I think it's... Uh, it, it's, it's um i don't remember um what's the the purpose of it but but it serves a purpose though like it it it, it serves a purpose that it, it will be it, it, there's certain advantage that it it has that you you wouldn't have with a concrete and that sign there is a sign that they light up like for occasions like breast cancer awareness like um pride parade like they, they light it up um to, to fit different occasions so the material that is used to make it um, is compatible with, with, with that type of technology. Can it withstand the elements? Is it built to withstand the elements? Yeah, it's been... In Wikipedia, it says it has a... In Wikipedia, it says it has a three to five year lifespan before it shows sign of wear and tear. Yeah, it's been there since the... Um, I think, was it Winter Olympics or something? Yeah, it's been there a while now. Maybe four years or so. I'll add one other toys, right? You know what they should have done? It was they from the front of Hold on, Newville. To, 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 to make a, you know, when you're going to um, Ochoas and you drive past these wooden um, sculptures of the Rastas. The carvings, yeah. They, yes, they could have done that. They could have gotten a very cheap carving. I'm sure more. I mean, what people go to Newville for? I mean, it would have served a better purpose if yeah. they had set up some statues of these carvings. Um, and it wouldn't cost them $12 million. And I'm sure it would have been um, a bigger awareness drive for Jamaica. I don't see where, the, apart from us as Jamaicans lamenting, I don't see where the PR impressions of the sign. Honestly speaking, and gen, gen, there's no value that I am feeling from this. I don't, I don't feel pride. In seeing the sign, there's nothing about it. There's no artistic value in it. There's no, there's, there's nothing about it that is different or, or like when you travel and you go to Atlanta or New York, all of these are the artifacts and stuff that you see. They make you want to 
you know, you, you literally actually embrace culture and, and it's an experience. I don't see where the sign touch even anything cultural. It, it, it has nothing to it. Yeah. It's just somebody wanted to give them friends some money. And yeah. All right. So there are two articles that I got to try and squeeze in before I only got four minutes before I got to wrap up on air. So please bear with me. If you would like to continue the conversation, please feel free to stick around. Once I get off air, I will keep the room open for a little longer. All right. So Colombia and Venezuela to reopen shared border to cargo transport. The presidents of Colombia and Venezuela have announced that commercial flights will resume between the two nations and cargo transport will be allowed across their shared border on September 26 after a year's long closure. Good for you, too. Glad to see there's progress being made. The announcement on Friday marks the latest example of increased cooperation between the neighboring countries since left-wing Colombian President Gustavo Petro took office in August in a promise to re-establish formal relations with Venezuela. All right. And this is a story that I want definitely would like us to talk about. I'm going to see if I can read it. We may have to have the conversation afterwards. Comedian D.L. Hughley calls out Twitter users praising the death of Queen Elizabeth. Once the Queen's passing was announced, individuals took to Twitter and expressed their mixed reactions. TMZ recently caught up with the comedian and asked him for his opinion on her death. I think that everybody that holds the idea that you can't be sad for somebody when they pass on, I think lacks a level of humanity, he said. I'm not a monarchist, but I can see even if you ain't a queen. Somebody lost their grandmother and their mother. Somebody lost a dear family member. The comedian went further to express his disappointment in people who's lacking compassion for the royal family. I think it shows the lack of humanity that we kind of seem to be in for these days. Hughley did acknowledge that the queen had some problematic ideas, but says her race is over now. Whatever she's done, she's going to be judged for. Mm. So, of course, here are some of the responses that we saw. <laughs> um, Ronald Reagan recognizing Queen Elizabeth at the front gates of hell. Um, Brits, the queen died, show some respect. Black Twitter, of course, saying, huh? Um, someone else posted the queen in hell being forced to share a suite with King Vaughn. Uh, Whitney Houston telling Aretha, you know, how Diana ran upon Queen Elizabeth at the gates. And I'm sure if you log onto the various platforms, you hear the um, various things that are being said. One person said, I don't feel bad for Queen Elizabeth at all. Actually, she ruled over colonists guilt-free. She defended her son, who groomed children on Epstein's Island. She banned racial minorities from working for her until the late 60s. And she's just generally a terrible person. Uh, yeah, so um, people are not too inclined to feel any sympathy. And just hang on there for me one second. I got to do the um, wrap up here. So bear with me. I'll be right back. Thank you. 
Thank you to all the listeners who logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. Of course, for quality music while you work or play, log on to QMZRadio.com. Quality music to get you through your day. And to all the listeners who logged on to JanoRadio.com, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Go ahead and download that app today. Take us on the go. And of course, I got to say a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me, and you were listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Always great conversations, shared views, varying opinions, and interesting perspectives. And of course, you know we gotta have music throughout. Don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at me Media Moments, MI Media Moments, on Instagram at Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on TikTok, Moments with Me Media. And the me and everything is MI. And here's what's coming up later on today, 3 p.m. on janorader.com strictly foundation with dj trouble then at 7 p.m eastern it is the rose solo show and she will also be live on QMZRadio.com, ViscosityBlend.com, FutureFM.net, FutureFM 98.9 in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester. And keep it locked because right after her on Jano Radio, it is Vibes Tuesday, 9 p.m. with DJ Rookie. Keep it locked. Look forward to seeing you all tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern. Whatever you do, wherever you go, please be safe. This is Moments with me, signing off of QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Clubhouse, I'll be right back with you.